0: Hey, when does the show start? Wait a minute.
1: (gasps) First, let's hear from our sponsors.
0: Oh, okay. In just a minute.
2: Manny Aurora, the Aurora Law Firm, or as many of you now know him as Mad Dog Manny Aurora, when he stops into the Golden Scissors studio, he is the best when it comes to criminal law. If you got any troubles and you need somebody, reach out to the Aurora Law Firm. TheAuroraLawFirm.com. All right. Located in Atlanta, Georgia, but practices nationwide. Now, if you've got a question for Manny when he pops into the Golden Scissor Studio, you can call our hotline at 404 369 3825 or shoot us a message from our website, podcastthebs.com. Everybody needs a friend. Everybody needs an ear, and that's why Dr. David Markwell and Ridgeline Counseling are the best at what they do. Ten different therapists who work with Dr. David Markwell at Ridgeline Counseling. If you're in the Georgia area, East Cobb, Marietta, near the square in McKaysville, right outside of Blue Ridge. And they assist with a wide variety of behavioral health issues like anxiety, depression, relationship issues, parenting issues, trauma, substance use issues, etc., offering virtual sessions if you can't get to the georgia stops the website markwelltherapy.com again markwelltherapy.com Inspect All Services offers a wide variety of services to protect your home or business year-round, covering all the Atlanta metro area with their industry-leading products and services since 1984. Inspect All Services provides a wide range of home services, from crawlspace encapsulations to provide comfort and improve the quality of air in your home to attic crawlspace insulation with an Energy Star rating to keep you cooler in the summer and warmer in the winter. So... If you're tired of that musty smell coming from under your home or just simply want to save some money on your bills, then give Inspect All a call today at 770-483-2420. Again, 770-483-2420. Make sure you mention the BS. Why? You're going to receive 10% off your home services needs. Inspect All Pest Services 770-483-2420 (laughs)
0: Want to come to a party? The Bailey Show Podcast presents Podcast and Pours to Halliversary Saturday, October 29th starting after the UGA game at Tannery Row in Beaufort, Georgia Live music from The Verb Pipe I won't be held responsible Also, the all-veteran band, Distinct Grace, a live DJ, a live recording of the BS, and two Halloween costume contests totaling one thousand dollars in cash prizes. Dollar store,
1: less is more.
3: Halloween costume
1: contest.
0: Forty-dollar early bird ticket price while they last, and hundred dollars for VIP, which includes free food and a drink. Join everyone from the BS Network as we celebrate Halloween, the one-year anniversary of the podcast and Bailey getting fired. That's what's up! More details and to purchase tickets, go to podcastthebs.com.
1: Podcastthebs.com. It's better than radio.
0: (laughs) 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 It's time, ladies and gentlemen... After all these years in the radio business, Jason Bailey is finally unfiltered. I don't know what you want. With his bestest buddy and producer, all the way from Mexico, it's Nate, dude. dude. Sit back, enjoy. Here is the podcast that is all about intellectually immature nonsense. I a very particular set of skills. You will love it. Why? Because I'm Jason's neighbor. I'm old man Kevin. <laughs> and by God, this is The B.S.
2: Nah, there it is, episode 103 of The B.S. Thanks for being here. My name's Jason Bailey in the Golden Scissors studio, brought to us by Watkins Law LLC. That would be one Tyler Watkins and his entire law firm. They sponsor the studio. Cool, huh? Trial litigation attorneys, contracts, transactions, landlord, tenant disputes, civil litigation, the general civil litigation. That's it. 770 648 4009 770 648 4009 He will also be in the haunted vendor village at Podcast and Poor's 2 Halliversary. I I gotta tell you, you know what, you know what gets my 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 Woodrow Wilson kicking? downstairs a little chum chum action is when i see on my email a notification that yet another two percenter purchased tickets for a big party it relieves my anxiety just a little bit that is the coolest email that i've ever seen it just says you know this person's coming michael harris is coming uh you know blah 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 is coming it's great i love it some of the names you know I see I'm familiar with because of social media. I'm like, I don't think we've ever met before. So I'm very excited about that. Nader Tater Vader, the masturbator, Playa del Carmen, Mexico. He is making the trip from Mexico to be at Tannery Row in Buford, October 29th, to see the Verve Pipe and Distinct Grace. Are you not? I am. Yeah, if I can come from Mexico, you can get, get to Buford. If I can come from Mexico, you can come from Beaufort. Brandon comes to Noonan all the time. Uh, there, I with coming. Thrasher Services, the b man, the guy that will backflow your shit and uh, put some irrigation and some fencing around your place. He does it that's all. Rat.
3: Yeah, we'll right. do that. That's right. We that, will.
2: That's right. That's right. That who, is right. Who who said? Was that, did I see that in a movie or did I meet somebody? They just kept saying, "That's right, that's right." Uh, that's I was probably to You think of Dazed and Confused when he's like, "All right, all right, all right." No, I met somebody. Good old boy. Not that long ago. Oh, yeah, yeah. It had. It, I think I was playing poker, and I met some guy, and I'm having a conversation. No, it was Dustin Atkins. That's right. It was the mullet guy that we had. On. Oh, yeah. He yeah. just. I was like, I kind of knew it was a person. That's right. That's right. <laughs> I was Like, I, I thought that was pretty cool. You know, good old boy just trying to win his mullet championship, get some votes. And anything I asked, anything I said to him, that's right, that's right, that's right. <laughs> I was like, that must be a country thing. It's got to be a country thing. Uh, well, you know, I uh, got a little bit more from, from my mom trip uh, down to Florida. And uh, the U-Haul thing, I got to tell you, is an art form. To to hook a trailer up, it's going to be an upcoming Black Cloud episode, but so I won't go into the whole thing here because I, I had a Black Cloud moment with it. And you'll just have to wait for an upcoming Bla- Bailey's Black Cloud for the the U-Haul stuff. But I got to tell you, it is an art form to hook up a five by eight U-Haul trailer into travel with a trailer and to pack the. They've got these like wood things on the side that I was smart enough to put bungees on to keep any of the 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 plastic tubs from falling on each other because so there's some valuable stuff in there. Now we've got to go through all the stuff. It's now in said garage, right? It's in my garage. Tons of it. And we've got to go through the stuff and figure out what we're gonna keep and what we're gonna part with. You know, we just had to get it out of my mother's house. I knew what she was doing. There was nothing that she offered me that I declined. Believe it or not, Nate, which is really weird for me, right? I mean, yeah. like, no, don't need because I don't have any room in my house. I mean, we're we're, we're packed. We got I don't have any storage. It's all done.
4: And I can't yeah. I mean, you guys don't even park in the garage. The hoarders.
2: <laughs> well, we <laughs> don't park in the garage. This is my, it's my man's shop, some workshop, you know. <laughs> uh, and we got two refrigerators in there and a bunch of stuff. But, yeah, so so now it's packed even more with – there's probably about 15, 16, 17 plastic tubs, 16-gallon tubs filled with some, some really nice stuff. Definitely memories. There's a lot of memories in there. Um, but I think we're going to go through it. Uh, there are some things in there – that, and I'm not. I didn't take it for value. Don't don't get this twisted. But I think once I get them appraised, I'm I might be one of those stories where guy finds old silver spoon his mother gave him that was from 1885 that's worth fifty million dollars. I think I got something in there like that.
4: I know Brandon. I, I feel like maybe fourteen of those tubs are like Denny's receipts. There might be one good box in there, but you never know. That good box could have a lot of stuff in
2: it. It's it's funny you say that because Rachel's mother is a hoarder as well. And this, but the stuff that she hoards is, is kind of goofy stuff. And, and, and that's what we're, we, we we're, you know, long trip back and she, we were doing the comparisons and she goes, at least your mother doesn't keep uh like Kroger coupon or Winn-Dixie coupons and stuff like that. and, and like every birthday, yeah, every birthday card known to man. <laughs> so that that is the difference. The only paper stuff that my mother gave me, and, and I'm I'm gonna have to find you know block out a good period of time to to sit down. I, I'm gonna you know have a drink and and read through these. But they were letters, handwritten letters. Yes, Brandon. Back in the day, people used to write on paper, and they had good penmanship. And they're they're all uh, shipped via the United States military, so they're in their, those white envelopes and around them that's red, white, and blue from my uncle, I believe Bud, who was in Korea, and those are mess those are those are letters that he had sent to his mother, my grandmother. That's kind of neat to go through that kind of stuff because you know this, he's going to be talking about the war and what he's going through and so on and so forth. So that's kind of neat. Yeah, that'll be cool stuff. I would say after, you know, Alexis and I getting rid of all of our stuff
4: and then also going to my parents and getting rid of a lot of stuff from my childhood or younger years, if you don't think if it's going to take up too much space and you can't do anything with it, just take a photo of it. Because the memories are of seeing the item, not of actually housing the item. Because there was a lot of things that, like, what am I going to do with, like, you know, a, Sno- a Snoopy snow cone maker from when I was twelve? You know, like I, I'm going to hang on to that till I'm ninety. No, I'll take a picture of it. Then when I look at the photo, I can say, "Oh yeah, I remember that. That was that
2: was a good time." Do you uh, do you think that that mindset changes if there's some value? To it, like if that Snoopy snow cone machine not only had memories, but it was a rare Snoopy snow cone machine worth five thousand dollars. Let's just say, the idea of then now keeping it would change. Oh yeah, I mean
4: yeah, if there's value to it, of course. But you I'm, keep I'm it or do you hard. sell it? Oh. I mean, if it's if there's value to it now, sell it. Take a, take a photo of it and get rid of it, unless it's something like an heirloom or something like that. But, yeah, I mean, I had, like, a statue I made in art class in fourth grade. Well, there might be some memories there, but I don't need the physical item. It's not like a Picasso or, or any, you know, famous artist or anything. It's me from fourth grade. So, yeah, just take a photo of it, and then you can toss the thing out.
2: Yeah, well, look at that. Uh, Nate was NFTing before NFTs were NFTs. That's right. <laughs> That's right. That's I right. That's right. Get minted. We'll, we'll, That's right. We'll start calling that the Dustin. That's right. That's right. <laughs> He'll appreciate that. He'll like that. I also learned some things when I was down there. Things that I did not know, or I might have gotten twisted in with my storytelling over the years. But this, I did not know. Um, actually, I should bring Rage. Let me bring Rach down here. This will actually be good because this was the first time she saw my mother. Met my mother. Right, so Rachel was uh, kind of poking and prodding to learn some things about me, as she knows I'm fair, fair. You know, kind of tell some stories every once in a while. I might embellish, um, and uh, but there were some things that I I didn't I didn't realize. One being that I guess when I was maybe maybe Rachel remembers this. I say I even forget the story, but when I was really little, I guess I almost died somehow because I wandered off. And the guy that ended up finding me was Barry Levinson, (laughs) the famous director, Barry Levinson. You know, he did diner, the movie diner, you know, he did Google him. You'll see his laundry list of accolades, Barry Levinson. It's a big, big deal in Hollywood. And I guess my mother was kind of friends with him years and years ago. I mean, this would have been the, the mid to late or the mid to late seventies when I was born. He was best, I guess he's from Maryland diners, the, the, the movie diners film, you know, based in Maryland and his best friend was a guy that my mom worked with a giant food store in Saverna park, Maryland. And there was some story that I wandered off and, and they found me with Barry Levinson. <laughs> I don't know. Like, maybe if Rach comes down here, she, she can tell the story better, but I had no idea. How crazy is that? I was saved yeah. by Barry Levinson. Did you look him up? You know who he is now? Uh still no idea who he is. But, um, yeah, he was
4: born in Baltimore.
2: Yeah, Baltimore. Yeah, he was born in Baltimore. Yeah, and
4: he's still alive, so maybe get him on the show.
2: Well, that's what I was saying. I was like, you know, I wonder if he'd ever remember me. You know, he's got to be, yeah. what, <laughs> eight, 80, 80 years? No, he's probably 70-some 70, 70 year, 70 years old. He's uh, 80 years old.
4: Just uh, turned eighty in April, but yeah. Uh, other than diner, I'm not familiar with diner, but uh, Good Morning Vietnam, Quag the Dog, those other movies. Yeah. Oh, and Ra- and Rain Man, of course.
2: Yeah, I mean that he's a big deal, right? <laughs> yeah,
4: that's pretty cool. So, so rumor
2: is that he wrote Rain Man about you. Yeah, exactly. Like, it, it was <laughs> did I influence Barry Levinson at all when I was a kid? So I, I was telling uh, the guys Rach, that. You know, I learned some stories that I did, didn't even know. That was telling them the Barry Levinson story.
5: Oh, dude, they were awesome! I found out in a very short period of time that Jason was a troublemaking child.
2: That I you didn't know that already? Oh,
5: <laughs> dude, he almost drowned twice in like ten minutes in two different stories.
2: I I, I want. I used to wander. I guess.
5: Yeah. He. Oh, he's a wanderer. Speaking
2: of the microphone, here, he's just, a wanderer. Yeah, just. It- uh it, the Barry Levinson I almost died and he saved me or something right?
5: Yeah, so your mother was playing tennis I believe.
2: No, she wasn't playing tennis because she didn't play tennis when she was younger. She didn't she didn't start playing Bane, don't tennis. don't ruin the story. Well, it had nothing to do with tennis.
5: She was doing something with a cookie.
2: She, what does a cookie have to do with tennis?
5: So, her no, I've friend, seen that So these, <laughs> so these ladies asked it because apparently you were absolutely adorable and all the ladies loved you. I mean, apparently, of course, I was absolutely
2: adorable. <laughs> I got dick. to see
5: a lot of really cute baby pictures. But these ladies come up to her and ask if they can take Jason down oh, to the pool.
1: That's it. <laughs>
5: And I'm like thinking in my head. Just, just
2: random women came up to my mother. Okay, we were at, I guess, a community pool or something, and some random women came up to my mother and asked if they could take me because they thought I was cute. To the pool. To the pool.
5: He was like three. It's like three.
2: My, that was the other thing we learned. My mother was very trusting with people. She would just, there had to have been some she point like, in time. Fuck
5: I, it, just take him.
2: I must have been touched by somebody. I had <laughs> to have been touched. There is no way all these stories that she was telling that she just let random people take me that nobody put their finger in my butthole. <laughs> <laughs>
5: so, so she then says that she comes up to the pool house and she's eating this giant cookie. And like She's very excited about the giant cookie that she's eating. She just walks in, and she looks over, it and some strange man is holding Jason. Well, he's holding Jason, and this is Barry Levenstein. Le- Levinson, Levenson, sorry, is holding Jason because he just almost drowned in the pool with these other ladies
2: but he's friends with my mom's friends
5: yeah yeah Barry yeah Yeah, he
2: was there with him yeah he (laughs) was
5: there and they they build furniture and their families have all built furniture for years and you know great friends but he saved Jason from the pool from drowning
2: (laughs) I never knew that story right never knew that story if I if I would have never reconnected with my mother I would have never known that story but Uh, there's
5: another one too where he drowned in two stories within like 20 minutes' time, Jason drowned twice. What
2: are you talking about? The mall? Yeah. Oh, I didn't use uh, it. was too shallow to drown. I didn't drown. I just oh. fell. How do you drown at the mall? <laughs> yeah, best pro shop? <laughs> no. So, my my mother, uh, the Giant Food Store at the time, now it's a Coles and the Giant's bigger. Um, giant Food Store, I don't know if you guys are familiar with it, but it's a really cool food store, really, really good food store. It'd be like c- a
1: Publix. Yeah, kind
2: of like a Publix on steroids, actually. Mm-hmm. And it's a northern brand. She worked there for years when I was a kid. and She worked all the time. We were very, very poor. This is the only income that was coming in. So, uh, And she's got two kids and blah, blah, blah. Wasn't getting any child support from my f- uh, brother's father that I know of. And so uh, the, the, the grocery store was attached to this kind of mall. It was a very small mall, maybe like 20 stores in it. And then at the very end, there was a department store called Caldor's, which would be like a Kohl's down today. And they, they had like a Hallmark store in there. They had all these different stores. And while my mother was working because we couldn't afford a baby, she couldn't afford a babysitter and my, couldn't get me to my grandmother's or my family's or something. I'd go to work with her, but I would be bored because she's working like 12 hour shifts. So I would just wander at like three, four years old in the, in the mall by myself because in those days, at four, you were a little bit more independent than you are today. Uh, and so I, I I remember... See, she tells this story differently. I don't think she's right. I think I... I, th- I don't know.
5: Hmm? I don't know. You were four, five years old. I can remember... mother was the adult.
2: I can remember when I was three. So Okay.
5: she's she
2: claims that... So they had these fountains in the middle of the mall. And I was jumping, you know, where you'd flick pennies in and stuff. <laughs> I was jumping in between the fountains. Like you could kind of walk on them and jump from side to side and stuff. And I fell into the fountain. And so Bernie, who owned the corner pizza place inside this mall, Bernie's pizza, duh, he takes me in, gives me a towel and tries to dry my clothes off in the pizza ovens. And he burns all of my clothes.
5: Okay. like incinerates them. They're gone.
2: Yeah. You took
4: your clothes off.
5: <laughs> so so you
4: were just hanging out in the back of the pizza place with no it, clothes on?
5: No, no, no. He was in it, wrapped in a towel, standing on the front counter for everybody to see. Mm-hmm. In a towel mm-hmm. with no clothes on.
2: Mm-hmm. Well, <laughs> a, a big portion of that, I was. I, I thought it was cool that I was uh in the back, like because you never get to go in the back, so you never know. Yeah, and I remember getting on the phone and calling my grandmother and talking to her for a long period of time. I, I like I literally can see the desk and the phone r- 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 where I was sitting as I'm telling this story. So my mother tells it that I was wearing this certain outfit that I have a, a, that there's a picture of me. Well, I in.
5: have the picture in the car.
2: I wasn't wearing that outfit. I didn't want to say anything to her, but I was not wearing that and I know for a fact I wasn't wearing that outfit. Okay. I know for a fact I wasn't wearing that outfit was because the reason I fell into the the fountain was because I was wearing cowboy boots, and I tripped.
5: But she didn't say anything about your shoes.
2: Yeah, but I was wearing shorts with them. (laughs) Oh, so you're like that um, Reno 911 guy? (laughs) (laughs) The the shirty shorts and the cowboy boots? Oh, it gets better. The shirt I don't remember, but I do know that I was wearing tube socks that went up to my knees. Oh,
5: I have a picture like that, too. Yeah, because that's all I
2: wore. You know, My brother wore them, so I thought that's what you're supposed to wear with anything. Shorts. And you would all, I actually had a kid one time tell me, I was 11 years old, his name was Jason Eagle, and we moved into a, a, a condo as we were transitioning from moving from Maryland to Florida, and, you know, a bunch of kids in the neighborhood would go out and play wiffle ball and stuff, it was pretty cool, and I, you know, if I had pants on, I would, my socks, my tube socks would always slide down, so I'd always be pulling them up, it was like a, it was almost like a a weird kind of habit that, that i was doing and i remember one day he said to me he goes do you wear braces and i thought he meant on my teeth and i said no i don't any braces on why he goes no 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 on your legs i said no why he goes because you're always pulling something up i said oh i'm pulling my socks up he goes why do you wear such big socks i said oh, i thought that's what you're supposed to wear he goes No, dude, no. My legs are cold. He was like three years, four years older than I was. I'll never forget Uh, that. He had salt and pepper hair. But I was wearing cowboy boots that day. I
5: don't know. No, I do know. Your mother, I mean, like, she was very, very adamant.
2: She's also
4: 76, and she's...
5: Yeah, but, but you I also called you. your
4: wife down to tell a story you just learned last week. So I don't know if I trust your memory. <laughs> <either. laughs> Touche. <laughs> but no, you, you do have a good memory from your childhood, so I wouldn't be surprised. Because who, who wears cowboy boots to the, the mall? So that's something you would remember.
2: So the the fountain was made out of this these, there was brown, uh, dark brown, like pebbles, right? They were, and they were very small, like kind of um Smaller than river rock, like just those very small pebbles.
5: Oh, and, I know exactly what you're talking about
2: and and that's what all these fountains were made out of. And I remember when I jumped the heel of the cowboy boot in that corner caught. So when I tried to go up, it slid back. and that's when I fell.
5: So either way. I remember whether you were wearing shorts or pants, you still were drowning twice in yeah, a I don't very think... short period of time and ended up naked on a pizza counter.
2: That's true. The, but the drowning thing, at least in this case, it was too shallow to drown. I think I just fell and I was like, oh shit.
5: <laughs>
1: I don't know. No, so I just, you were not stealing I
2: mean, change. <laughs> no. No, there were there was change in it and and I I remember going, god, I should have taken some change <laughs> at the time. Yeah. I
5: just feel like you're a troublemaker. Probably I really why your mom had so many issues.
2: No, I was I was a I was I was yeah. I was a good kid, but I was a rough I was I, You
5: got in trouble a lot.
2: was rough around the edges a little bit. Uh w- what else did you learn on that trip? I mean, outside of the deep stuff that yeah. we don't want to get into, but
5: she's very sweet. Yeah. She's an old lady. Mm-hmm. She's I mean, she's what, ten years older than my parents. Yeah. Or well, probably about thirteen, mm-hmm. fifteen years older than my parents. Yeah. Um, very, very sweet. I learned that older people love glass. <laughs> they love glass. Cause there
2: was a, you know, you go back to the 60s, 70s and 80s. It was all about teapots and dishes. Oh and, dude. You know, stuff like we that. We have
5: yeah. a U-Haul full of glassware.
2: Mm-hmm. Expensive. Glass very
5: expensive, very expensive, and it's beautiful. But I have like his grandmother's milk glass, that white. Um, do you know? I mean, what, you it- do, do
2: you know what milk glass is? No, it's, like a glass you drink milk out of.
5: No, <laughs> no that's what
2: I was thinking. <laughs> it, it, they call it milk glass because it, it's it's a milky white, but it's it's thick and it's a certain type of glass. It was a, it was a big thing years and years and years, I mean like a long time ago. But it's a collectible.
5: It's beautiful. It's really, really pretty. But um, so we have milk glass, lots of that. white, And and it's white, thank goodness. It's not like pink or blue or the like uh, mint green that they also have. You'll see them in like antique stores and all. And um, so it matches all my stuff. So I can use Graham's milk glass. Great. We have a ton of Waterford Crystal. Yeah. I mean, like, vases, bowls, whole glass sets, glassware sets. I mean, I don't know. I'm entertaining for the rest of my life. No. We're having a fucking party.
2: No, yeah, It's kind of a thing. It's a big deal.
5: And um, let's see what else. Oh, dude. She brought me out this when we left and came back. She brought me out this giant Waterford Crystal glass platter. And she's like, "I brought you this platter. There's two of them. I mean, like when I say giant, do, you have no idea how freaking big these things are. They're giant and heavy mm-hmm. platters. I'm gonna out of make out
4: glass. That doesn't oh. seem like a good thing to make a platter out of,
5: dude. I'm gonna have the prettiest coochie boards on the face of the planet. <laughs> That's all
2: she kept talking about. Is her coochie boards.
5: I'm so excited. <laughs>
2: it's her nice. so.
5: Is it gonna be the best day ever.
2: All right, uh, and yeah. then
5: lots of dishes.
2: Lots of dishes. Yeah,
5: and Bees likes her teapots and and, uh, tea cups.
2: Mm Do you want to tell them the...
5: I can tell them. You mean tell them?
2: You know what I'm talking about? I do. Yeah, go ahead.
5: So, Mr. Nate, Brandon, we now have five dogs. (laughs) Because we came home with a dog because Jason's mother gave Bees a dog. Oh no! <laughs> and she's so cute, <laughs> and she li- and Milton likes her.
3: Ooh, that's that's a cute. small dog.
5: Uh, she. I mean, she's part Cavalier. She's part Cavalier and part um English. What Cocker. English, English Cocker Spaniel?
3: Mm-hmm. She's a, she's a, she's a little bit smaller than Max.
5: Yeah. Same colors as Max.
3: Same colors. Is it a is it a puppy or like a thirteen year old dying dog?
5: No, she's five.
3: And okay. gonna,
5: yeah, about five. We're going to go to the vet today and get her all hooked up and she'll be living her best life, but
1: mm-hmm.
5: she is super sweet and everybody What's loves her. Jenna.
4: Jenna. was it already jenna. that or you guys rename her
5: no it was already that
4: i'm not a fan of the name but she's already she, she knows her name so yeah i mean jenna is not a 90 year old woman's name so <laughs> well i can see how you're not a fan
5: we've decided that her name is jenna adelaide bailey
4: <laughs> yeah we gave her okay. a middle name yeah there, oh, go. there you go yeah. jab. Jab. jab jab
2: for sure <laughs> <short. Ryan. laughs> yeah yeah because because our next dog was supposed to be named myrtle yeah, and she doesn't look like a myrtle.
5: No, but this it was a surprise. It was a nice surprise, and your mother really wanted Ariel to have her.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
5: And she's this sweet dog. I, I, I got, I, I got, you I, I got. You did. I, I got, yeah. yeah I, I, it's fine.
2: I, I specific. So my mother, my mother lives in a very small house that needed some some help, and I'll get to that here in a second. And again, I haven't i've been i've been in her life in 15 years so i don't know what's going on she also lives on a budget uh, a very small budget she's been by herself and it's just what happens i guess when you get older and you're in that situation and she's got a bunch of dogs
5: your mom's texting me
2: she had six dogs and she's got some cats in this very small place and uh There was a lot of work that she needed help with. She could not do it herself, financially or by herself. And I felt like this was the universe talking to me. This was the right time, the right place to step in and make things right. And uh, the first thing that we had to do was she hasn't had air conditioning in four and a half years. Jeez. So in can,
5: Florida. You
2: can imagine in Florida, yeah. You can imagine, yeah. In Florida, no AC with a bunch of dogs.
3: She is she to the point where she's like that old person though that likes it ninety degrees? She in the does. House?
2: she does. Okay. She, she 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 was like, Well, if we get this AC fix, oh, I'm
5: But she has seven dogs.
2: Let's put it on let's put it on eighty, you know.
4: Oh yeah. <laughs> so so A and E could have been there any day to film.
2: yeah uh, yeah it it was it it was it was a situation let's just say that and and so i said the first thing we got to do is get some airflow in here Mm because there was a little bit of a of a pet smell and and i said we need to get some we we need to get somebody out here now here's where she lives in florida i gotta tell you because this is not happening in atlanta i know this for a fact i called numerous service techs the first people that i called not only picked up, but they came out the same day because was we were only there. Oh for, my
5: god, it was impressive,
2: and they were all great. They were all fantastic, uh, and I actually made a friend one of, one of the guys that owns the, AC, the actually the guy that owns the AC company. The uh, the Duckman is his company, and he was a listener of mine. Well, actually, when I was on JRR, so he goes way back. Oh, and, that's cool. And, and I got his information from a mutual friend of mine, Tilly, former professional wrestler. That lives up in that area. I said, hey, man, I need some help. I need some contacts. Like, people I can get a hold of right away. So, you know, and the guy that he sent over, this guy Matt, was, was great. Phenomenal. And I figured, I was like, the, the, the AC unit wasn't that old. I mean, it's like, they say AC units last 10 years, which is, I think they do that for warranty purposes. You can get an AC unit work, working for 30 years as long as you maintain it, right? She hasn't maintained it. So four and a half years ago, something happened. The guy comes out and says, yeah, I can fix it, but it's going to be X amount of money. She didn't have that money, so she just left it. Never got it fixed. So it had been maintained in four and a half years. So he comes over, we'll clean off the coils. I was like, I think it just needs Freon, right, refrigerant. That's what it needed, and a lot of it. Mm-hmm. And I got to tell you, it ain't cheap. <laughs> it's, like 90, <laughs> it's like $95 a pound they charge. Yeah. That's oh, wow! crazy, really expensive. really expensive, but the AC's is working. Mm-hmm. There's air. Flow. Good. You could tell right out of the gates that it was a, a thing. The other thing was, uh, the garage door opener got fried during the storm mm-hmm. during Ian. So her garage door doesn't have a handle where it locks. So you can just literally open it up and get in her house. Uh, not very oh, safe. Yeah, that's not good. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Not at all. Called the Mr. Fix it guy. Comes over. So I bought a new garage door. He was like, this thing's fried, man. He was like, it's just not going to work. Uh, he goes, I can sell you one off my truck. So how much? He goes, the only one I got is 750 I was like, $750 for a one-car garage? <laughs> like, that's ridiculous. He goes, or you can go up to Lowe's and get, get one, and I can come back tomorrow and put it in for X amount of dollars. I said, well, let's do
5: that. <laughs> but he said, I'll come back tomorrow. Mm-hmm. And yeah. he did. And he did. He came
2: back tomorrow or the, the next day. Uh so that was great. And then there were uh a lot of reno issues that had projects that had been started that mm. were never completed and I don't know when they would ever be completed. Yeah. So I was like, well, you know, I'll I'll go back down there and I'll bring some hands with me and my tools and we'll this is stuff that I could do. But I was like, well, maybe I could find somebody here to do it for inexpensive. And I was like, ah, I know a guy. Who do you think I called, Nate? In Florida? Yeah. Oh, uh, Magic Man. Yeah, called
5: Magic Man up. Yeah. And he came out same day.
2: (laughs) Came out same day, did a quick walkthrough with that Magic Man charm. He said, not a problem, we'll get this handled. And we worked out a deal, and he's a good friend. And he's, he's, you know... He's going to take care of it for me. So he's, very nice. He's a he's a good dude, man. He's 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 the guy for the, those that are listening. Remember, we did an episode. You know, at the beginning of this whole thing, uh, we were down in Florida. It was actually like I think the first month that we were doing it, and we did a a, a, a live recording at his place called the Old Kinderhook, and it's a glass blowing place that he has in Apopka, Florida. Mm-hmm. Pretty neat. And actually, had some listeners that were like, "Hey, we're going down there. I want to stop by." And they made appointments and did the whole glass blowing experience. It was really cool. Uh, but he was a part of my radio show back in the day and we partied a lot back in the day. He was mm-hmm. this dude, man. This guy can pick up women like it was no I I I'd never seen anybody do it so easily. He was he, he 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 had magic tricks. He carried this rubber thumb with him. I mean, it was chicks love. <laughs> uh, you remember the rubber thumb trick?
4: Oh yeah.
1: It
2: wasn't
4: I even do. for the magic, it was for the ladies. I remember
5: <laughs> when we first started dating, he was doing that. I yeah. don't remember Where we were at, we were all really drunk, but fun tricks.
2: Yeah, I was like, I want to get this lady. Uh, Uh,
5: Your mom wants to know what time the uh, internet guy's going to be there.
2: Between 11 and 1. Cool. Between 11
5: and 1. So, bees put together some bar stool chairs for her, and she was very impressed that she knew how to do that. Mm -hmm. And I fixed a leak in her kitchen sink. She was very impressed that I knew how to do that. She was
2: impressed with me, too. I knew how to do stuff too
5: she said she said jace knows how to do that
1: mm-hmm. yeah. and
5: i said yeah he's learned how to do all kinds of really cool stuff and she's like i just don't know what to say it was really cute
1: one
2: hell of a delegator too gotta tell you <laughs> yeah, change some light bulbs like it was nobody's business so one of the things and i don't know if i mentioned this the other day or not but um the last thing that that we had to get done is as i said to her i go you know what do you do for entertainment did I tell you this did I say this in the last episode yeah I did. okay and she Brandon wasn't here uh oh, sorry and, and so she goes uh well I, I watch movies I said oh okay i of course your mind automatically goes to you know she's watching Netflix or something not even taking into consideration I'm not reading the room at all and and she goes uh I said well I go you you should stream them or something she goes well uh, what is that what is streaming mm-hmm <laughs> I said, so how, how do you watch the movies? She goes, well, I, the library rents them out for free. I said, oh, okay. What do you what do you watching them on? She's my TV. I go, no, 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 I understand. But w- w- you get the movie in what DVD form? She goes, yeah. She's like DVD. She's like, I'm not that old. I don't get the VCR stuff. <laughs> okay, <laughs> she'd never. She's never heard of streaming. Like she might have. She said, I might have heard of it or something. But she has no idea what streaming is. So I was like, mom. I go we're going to get you access to as many movies as you want. And you don't have to go to the library. It's literally just on your remote control.
5: She doesn't drive as much anymore.
2: Yeah. She doesn't. That's the next thing that we're going to have to deal with her getting an automobile. But, uh, so she was like, uh, what I just turned on my TV and it's there. I was like, yeah, I'll walk you through it. We'll, we'll show you how to do it and you get used to it and it'll be easy. I don't know if I'll be able to do this or not. So it's like, oh, let me see which kind of TV you have. So she's got this, know, It was a flat screen. It's an older flat screen. Damn thing's got four HDMI hookups in it. And I was like, well, I'll just get a Roku and put it in there. So I'm getting all this stuff for her house and, you know, cleaning stuff and smelly stuff and getting her, you know, a little bit of this, and a little bit of that. And I'm going, does she even have internet? She probably doesn't have internet. <laughs> I didn't even think about it. Isn't that weird? Like the mindset of you going, I mean, unless you're in Ukraine, right? You're going, You don't have internet. Like, if you're in the United States, everybody's got internet. You have to have internet. That's how we function. That's how you know. Hashtag first world problems, right? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And so I said, "Do you have internet?" She goes, "Oh no, I don't have a computer. I don't need internet. So I do everything on my phone." I said, "I understand that, but in order to stream movies, you need to have the internet." And she goes, "Oh, well, I don't have that. So call my buddy at AT and T." You know, he's in corporate and they have a third party that they deal with in her neck of the woods. They're out. uh, They came out the the following Thursday. Mm -hmm. And so uh, I was like, that's great. And so she's got Internet. Now, now we're just trying to figure out how to do the Netflix stuff. Uh, But her whole world changed like in three days.
5: Yeah, it was. It was very quickly, very, very quickly, you know, but for the better. And she was very excited to have a granddaughter. Yeah. That was fun. Mm-hmm. She's hasn't well,
2: met Caleb yet,
5: though. Has not met Caleb yet. However, we have had baby that steps. Too. We've had the conversation that maybe he'll go and pick her up and they can fly here together for a holiday.
1: Mm-hmm.
5: So that'd I be think, cool. Yeah, I think Caleb can handle that.
2: Yeah, he's, he's good. He's good when it comes to stuff like yeah, that. He's good with that. He, Caleb, Caleb likes to be around people that don't know the things that he knows. <laughs> I was going to say, what is, is he good at what? Flying old
4: people
1: around the country?
2: <laughs> he goes way back.
5: But he used to he fly knows. Flo. Yeah, <laughs> he knows.
2: <laughs> yeah, that's what he does. It's his new job. He just finds the elderly and travels with them.
5: All right, Flo. Let's go. <laughs>
2: he's he's kind of like an air marshal, but not. Yeah, he's an air angel.
5: He's an air angel.
2: He's air hospice. That's what he is. <laughs> uh, so yeah, so I mean, it was it was good, man. I feel good about it. Um, you know, all the things that that got done, and will get done. And she's got air conditioning. That's I was just very excited about that. You know, and you know, yeah, it was a game changer. We're gonna go back down there probably sooner than later on a fix up her yard a little bit too. So she's some stuff needs some, some work out there. Oh, and then like, she's she just, I, I bought her some string lights for her patio. She has this little patio in the back and she was in heaven. She's like, I've seen these things Tilly had these at his restaurant. And I just thought they were the neatest things. I said, well, let's go get you some. Oh, I don't know. I can't afford that. I was like, I got it. I got it. I got it. So we go and, and get, get this. She goes, those are $49. I said, "That's it, yeah, actually a pretty damn good price." <laughs> 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 I think I bought mine for sixty nine dollars. <laughs> like this, this is pretty damn good. So we 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 get the the string lights and I put them up for, her and uh, she, she goes, "Oh, I'm just going to sit out here, and I'm going to have a glass of wine and look at my string lights." <laughs>
5: <laughs> and you know, he bought the ones with the remote because. Oh,
2: nice. Well, no, I added it to it, so you know, you get that extra outlet that you plug in and and you got a remote now so he
5: asked her how she would uh turn her lights on and off and she's like oh i just unplug them you know unplug them from the thing and when i go out there i'll plug them in and you know that's how i do it and he's like no that no let me i got it let's we'll get you a remote and she's like what and then she did he he sets everything up and he does it and he shows her how to you turn the lights on and off with the remote and she comes out cuz they were out back while I was in the garage packing stuff up and wrapping gla- all the glass wrapping all the glass and packing it up and she comes outside with the little remote and she's like Rachel I can turn my lights on and off with this little remote and I can just enjoy them from inside and then turn them off right here. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, it's cool, huh? And it was super cute. So, it was really cute. Oh, wait,
4: wait till you get her an Amazon Echo. It's going to blow her mind. <laughs> <laughs> Talk to this bitch in my house. It'll turn your lights on.
2: Yeah. Right, yeah put, like put a Wemo in or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I know. In a year, she's going to have a smart house and it's going to be like second nature to her. She's like... You know, um, a word, you know, uh, tell me this, you know, a word, drop in on Jason. Oh
5: yeah. Don't talk to that bitch. Well,
2: yeah, that kind of thing. <laughs> all right. Thanks, babe. Appreciate it.
5: Yeah.
2: All right. You can go.
5: Okay, cool. I'm going to work.
2: Yeah. All right. Go, cool. go sell go some right, houses. Bye right, right, right. guys. Right, we'll see you. Uh, hey, yep. Yep, the, the only other uh, thing that I want to bring up about the trip is so the, these, I, I took an Uber to her house from the Airbnb one day. They, Rachel was this, we were recording at the Airbnb, right? And Rach and bees were already over there. They're doing a lot of cleaning and washing the dogs and, and all that stuff. So she was like, can you just Uber over? I was like, they've got Uber here. I don't know. They did. They had Uber. So this little Hispanic guy picks me up, middle-aged guy, you know, and uh, nice guy. And, and he, he's talking the whole time, you know, which is fine. Cause it was very interesting, dude. I couldn't understand a lot of what he was saying, but I got the gist of it. And he says, uh, Oh man, can we stop off here? I got to do something real quick. So we sure where are we stopping? He goes. I got to go in here and see somebody about something. I'm like, all right. I'm not going to get charged for it, right? Oh no 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 no! no, no you're not going to get charged. I said, okay sure. So he he goes in and he reaches down and he grabs like a wad of cash. Well, you I figured it was a wad of cash in a white envelope. And he goes into it was kind of a you know lower tier shopping plaza. You know you had your bail bondsman, your check cashing, and that kind of stuff. And he goes into one of these shops. I don't know which one. <clears throat> he comes back out and he goes, oh, he was real quick. He comes back out and he goes, man, mm, keep giving her money. But I got to tell you, she's just so hot. Now, right before this stop, <laughs> he was talking about how he just bought his wife a new car and how expensive it was. And he's not sure if she deserves it or not. He just stops. And I guess, I mean, I figured it out. He gave, he's got a mistress, that he's giving money to. And he's the the now the next half of the trip, which is only you know a 10-12 minute trip, the next half of the trip, he's just telling me how hot she is. And how she wears these ripped jeans all the time. And how her backside, her ass is so hot. I think he said backside. And then he's like, and then he said ass. Uh, and, and he's like, he can't quit her. I mean, just like he's like, guys, he's just from Venezuela. Uh, he's from Panama. <laughs> like this whole thing. But weren't you just talking to, I, I didn't bring it up but i was, weren't you just talking about your wife who is this woman It's like this is very very weird he's very he's like i shouldn't be telling you this kind of stuff i'm like i'm not gonna tell anybody dude it's fine so that was that drops me off the plumber either that day or the next day comes over this guy's phenomenal old school old guy very florida grew up born and raised in that small town in florida where my mom's at he fixes, uh, we had to get the shower up and running. You know, the shower wasn't working. And so he gets everything up and running. We change out the hardware and, and all that good stuff. And uh, I got to pay him. I was like, okay, what's the damage? And he goes, X amount of dollars. I said, okay, you know, can I give you a credit card? He goes, now, cash or check? Uh, excuse me? Cash or check? I go, I don't have, I don't, at the time I didn't have that money on me. I was like, I don't have it on me. And I don't have a car. Rach had the car. And he goes, well, get in. I'll take you off to Publix, and, and you can get the money. I was like, all right, well, let's just go to the, the bank instead because it's right there. He's like, okay. So he drives me up to the bank to get him paid. <laughs> okay. I mean, it was you know, a nice guy. I mean, I didn't fear for my life or anything. But the guy wanted to get paid, and he didn't, you know, I, didn't have, I don't have a checkbook with me. You Who know, does that, right? So, it was kind of smart because what I owed him, I could not get the increment of that amount out of the ATM. So he actually got paid a little bit more. Um and so uh so the the trip on the way back, he gets a phone call from this this woman. This guy's got a mistress. So he was talking about his wife too at the beginning of the trip, then he gets a phone call and he starts talking about how hot this woman is and how, you know, nobody knows Except for me now, and that he's worried that her son's going to find out because he's like six foot six, 300 pounds. And he thinks this, uh, her son's going to beat him up. So, I, like, he says the same thing the other guy said. He goes, I don't know why I'm telling you these things. I've never been the one, you know, there's certain people that you have in your life or that have been in your life before that they get that, that stigma, that, 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 that badge of, I don't know why I'm telling you this. I just feel like I can open up to you. You know, there's always that. I've never been that guy. (laughs) No one has ever said, I just feel like I can open up to you, Jason, and you're not going to judge me and you'll just understand and listen unconditionally. Never been. Those words have never been said to me ever. (laughs) Right. So for it to happen twice in 24 hours from these old Florida crackers, was crazy. <laughs> they both had fucking mistresses probably within a five mile radius of each other. You know? Jesus. Mm. I don't know how people do that. Like, why complicate your life? Life is hard enough. You know, make it more like make it harder for yourself. Come on. Yeah. I was trying to barter with some podcast and pours tickets, but it's just they didn't think they'd go didn't make, work. They don't think that they don't think they could make the trip up. All right. So uh, this story to be continued, obviously, but so far, so good. Everything's good. Uh, no regrets. Very happy. I did it. It's it's, uh, it's a really cool feeling. I've kind of got an, this is going to sound really corny, but I've got kind of a new purpose, a new direction in my life right now, which uh, is making sure the last part of, you know, her years on this earth are comfortable and, and, you know, filled with happiness and joy and entertainment and all that good stuff. And I'm not going to try to make up for lost time, but I'm going to try to appreciate the time moving forward, starting from last week. And that's my goal, you know, so it's cool. I'm good. I'm glad I'm happy for you. That's awesome. Very cool. Gonna, have a few more expenses in my life, so please <laughs> subscribe to the podcast if you don't mind. <laughs> <laughs> I could please buy your tickets for Podcast and Poor's 2 on podcastthebs.com. Uh, and, and, and I think even now you can send me stars on Facebook, which equate to money somehow. I don't know how, but they do. So if you'd like to help out the Jason Bailey taking care of his mother after all these years fund, uh please, you know, buy some merchandise, you know, do something, do something to help the project, please. We've got some bills to pay. got to uh, feed Jenna. Yeah, we got to feed, and we got to feed the, now, you know, like, you're probably like, oh, you're the dumbass that took the dog. My, my mom's in a place now where it, she's, like, past the point of no return. So she's got these animals, and she's had these animals for a long time, and they're probably, a couple of them, most of them probably are about ready to go. Um, and, uh, it's just, it's a, it's a situation. I mean, I hope you can understand that and appreciate that without being too judgy, but it's just a, it's a situation and we're stuck. And one of the ways that we could help the situation is all the things that we did. Uh, I'm not looking for a, you're awesome, Jason pat on the back type of thing. I'm just sharing the story with you guys. But with the dog, it was the youngest out of all of them and the dog needed some stuff you know, going to the vet and all that kind of stuff and stuff that my mother can't afford right now. So it was in the best interest of the dog for us to take her. I was not thrilled. Uh, trust me. I knew it. The second we walked in there and Ariel went to that dog and that dog went to Ariel, I was done. And <laughs> the, the the last night that we saw her before we went back to the Airbnb, it was this awkward silence of, are we taking the dog or not? Because I'm the big bad monster in the room And I just knew it. So I said it. I said, are you getting the dog or not? And she goes, I can have it. I said, yes. I go, you know, you still got other dogs. You got to take care of you. got to step up your game. Oh, I do. I do. I was like, okay, we'll see. All right. So with that being said, let's get to Nate's Mexico moment. And now a
1: Mexico moment with Nate.
4: (laughs) All right, Nate, go ahead. Um, Mexico Moment with Nate, sponsored by Furry Family Comfort Care. Stephanie is a registered veterinary technician, certified in hospice and palliative care for dogs and cats with over 20 years of experience. They do things like mobile mobile and virtual assessments. Do I need to take my dog or cat to the vet for this? And uh, They also do special needs boarding in the comfort of her home to help you while you're away on vacation, knowing your pet is in a uh, vet tech's hands while you're away. And Now, mention uh, the BS and get 50% off your first appointment, whether it be a consultation about your pet's health. Health, hospice consult cold laser therapy or 50% off one night for your dog or cat at the furry family comfort care resort you can find furry family comfort at furryfamilycc.com that's furryfamilycc.com all right there you go yeah and this is um this is actually going to be a Greece moment because uh, i got back from Greece not too long ago and i got some good stories about it um, so this happened well technically this has kind of happened the whole trip um you know Alexis is, is Greek and it's never been to you know her homeland or whatever where everybody is um you know where her family's from and so she uh she's been wanting to get something to remember her experience by and um she only has one tattoo and she was looking at getting a tattoo when we're uh, going to Greece, but never really decided on what to get or, you know, what she, you know, what would be cool to, to remember her trip by. And so we kind of had talked about it the entire time and we have been there, you know, two and a half weeks. And then we, we ended our trip in Athens. We were there about four days and, or the very last day and we did some thing. you know, went and saw some things that we wanted to wrap up and eat some good Greek food before we went. And then one of the places I want to go to was this brewery. And there was there's only like uh, uh, I think that was closest one that was nearby us. So we had been putting it off for a while. And so it's the last night and we were like, all right, let's go. Let's go grab some beers. At this craft beer place. And I put a, a... I think I sent it to you guys. I put a BS sticker on the bathroom there. Yeah, you did. Uh, yeah, I I I've been, You know what?
2: Yeah. I, I haven't been posting them. I wish... I got to go back and find the pictures. But, like, Rach always is... She's really good with carrying the BS stickers around. And we started just posting... Just, like, sticking them in random places. Like, downtown Atlanta, if you're going to State Farm, you're going to see a few of them. Uh, not only in the bathroom, probably in State Farm, but on the light poles outside, you know. So, I'm like sticker it up man hopefully somebody will scan it and subscribe and start to listen at least right <laughs> yeah.
4: yeah well and honestly the, where i put it up there was another sticker there that also had a qr code on it and while i was trying to take the photo of our sticker it kept on pulling up the qr code from the other sticker um just just to take a picture of it so hopefully if somebody's trying to take a picture of another sticker it's going to pull up our qr code and then they will become a subscriber so that's the the
2: thought process, I guess all the (laughs) new merch that we'll have at podcast and pours two Halliversary Saturday, October 29th, Tanner, Rome, Buford headlining the Verve pipe, uh, and new BS merch that you cannot find online. Uh, we'll have a QR code on it. So we have hoodies ordered. We have new podcasting killed the radio star shirts, uh, we have new better than radio shirts, uh, different style, uh, different colors. We have hats, different type of hats, trucker hats. We'll have beanies. We'll have flex fit hats. What we'll have everything uh, there. So, uh, but they all have QR codes because that's that's the new website, right? That's the new .dot com. You just put the QR yeah. code. So,
4: yeah. yeah, boom! Finally, they're taking off. Uh, but yeah, so we're at so we're at this brewery, and it was getting a little late. It was like I don't know what was it like maybe ten thirty, eleven. And, uh, we'd have a couple beers and so we we're just sitting there. It was just her and I just talking. And I was like, so I mean, this is our last night. You sure you don't want to, you know, get a tattoo or something? She's like, yeah, I do. But I just, I don't know what to get. And, uh, and I was like, well, let's just, let's pop into one and check them out. So I pull up and I was like, just Google tattoo parlors near me and um pulls up a bunch of them but for some reason i don't know if it's like a an ordinance or some kind of rule or something in athens but they all closed at like 9 p.m so they were like all closed except for this one and i wish i could remember the name of it um but so i was like oh they're open for another like 45 minutes to an hour i was like let's let's go so we uh so i call an uber um to go take us to this uh this uh, tattoo parlor before they close and the Uber driver pulls up and I look at the name and his name is, uh, I think it's Manoli, Manoli, but that's basically Emmanuel or Manny in, um in, English and uh, that's uh, her dad's name so her dad's name is Manny so I was like oh, okay maybe this is a sign this is this is a good idea so we're, we're taking the Uber there and the Uber driver is hammered like he's just drunk as fuck and he's swerving <laughs> in, like swerving in and out of traffic and he's like so what are you guys doing where are you going you know I was telling him about it and he's like oh that's cool bro that's cool like and just fucking shit face I'm like oh god get me out of here so finally drops us off and it's like we get to the tattoo parlor and it's in this like kind of nightclub district. And we go up these stairs where the sign was and we look to the left and in this door, there's all these girls like strippers, like, like changing, like they're part, partially nude. And there's a guy there who looks kind of like the the mob boss guy. And he sees us come up the stairs and he shuts the door and he's like, what are you guys doing? And I was like, oh, we're looking for the, ta- oh, the tattoo parlor. Yeah, it's up there. So we go up there and, um, and, and there's one dude in there and it's just like, it, it looks like, um, uh, what, you know, in minority report where they have that, the operating room or whatever. And it's just kind of like, or maybe it's his, in an apartment wherever he did that surgery where he with took the, out his eyeballs. Eye, yeah. 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 That, that's what it looks like. <laughs> so it was a little, it was a little sketch looking kind of um, like,
2: kind of like those rooms in, ho- uh, uh, um, hostel.
4: Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. It's a little, you know, dark and, and weird. Um, yeah. And so she uh, she's like, yeah, I'm looking at getting, you know, this or that or whatever. And he's like, well, you know, I'll, I'll start making up some sketches if you'd like. Um, but he's like, we're cash only. And I was like, all right, well, um, we'll we'll run back to the apartment. And we didn't have our, our debit card on us because we kept it in the safe. So we're like, we'll run back to our Airbnb and go get some money out and then we'll be back. And so we walk, walk back to the apartments like 10 minutes. And we're thinking like, this is. If this is not the the way to go, this is uh, the perfect time to just fucking bail out because we have not given him any money yet or anything. Uh, and then she's like, "Yeah, I don't know." I was like, "Just do it." I was like, "You're in you're in Greece. Like, we're not sure if we'll ever come back here. You know, why not get something to remember by?" And she's like, "Okay, so, um, so we go back and we go into the the tattoo parlor and the dudes playing Alan Jackson." <laughs> And uh, Alexis is like a huge country fan. And obviously, you know, we love Alan Jackson, you know, uh, living on the hooch. Uh, so I was like, okay, this is another good sign. So I was, I was talking to her. I was like, let's just, you should do it. You should do it. And then so she, she starts talking to the guy and he, uh, he's like, I'm the only Greek in Greece that likes country. Like he's like the outcast or something. So I was like, okay, this is a good sign. So she, she sits down and uh, gets a tattoo. And so she gets um, an evil eye because on her other wrist, she has um, like her, like some Greek keys and like a Zodiac sign. He's like, do you get that in the United States? And uh, he was like, yeah, or Alexa's like, yeah. And he goes, it's shit work. It's going to done better. That's what every it's like tattoo artist <laughs> says, though. Yeah.
1: Just like
2: <laughs> yeah. just every cable guy, they're like, oh, I don't know who installed this, but it's just shit work.
4: <laughs> yeah, so uh, so she gets it, goes well, and he asked me if I want one. I was like, fuck, why not? So uh, so I end up getting, uh, in Greek, I got, uh, it's uh, Yasu, which uh, is cheers in Greek, basically. So I got it here on my forearm.
2: Uh, so yeah, I got yeah. a little, it's kind, yeah. of, kind of an odd place just to kind of... <laughs> Put it out in the middle of the ocean right there. Just, oh, yeah, yeah, the no, ocean. no. I, well, what I'm saying is it's just there's nothing around. It's just there. So you got dirt on your arm.
4: Yeah, well, you usually, you know, if you get your first tattoo somewhere, it's going to be the only one there.
2: Oh, but you have more tattoos, don't you?
4: Oh, yeah. But I'm just saying, like, on my arm. Yeah, like, well, I, that's it,
2: my point is that you're going to probably add to it now.
4: Oh yeah, totally. And I, my thought process is I'll start getting cheers from every country I visit. So I'm going to get a salute and, uh, I got to figure out what it is in, in Egypt. You know, I mean, I have, you I have to go back there.
2: You should have been <laughs> smart about this, thought it through and get them all as much as I hate tattoos on people's asses, especially guys. But if you did that from everywhere that you travel to and you could call it your ass port.
1: <laughs> that would be
2: funny.
4: <laughs> I saw another guy that had a cool one. He on his leg, he would put a puzzle piece with like mm. uh, either a flag or something from each country that he visit, and then he just adds to it. It's funny um, you say
2: that. That's my next tattoo.
4: Oh, really? Yeah, but well, that gonna... one would look weird too if you just had one because it just looks like you're like pro autism or something.
2: <laughs> no. Um, <laughs> so we were all going to get a tattoo. Ariel wants to get her first tattoo soon. I talked her out of getting it when she was, well, she is 16. So I talked her out of, she wants to get something to, in honor of her father, which, which is totally cool. But I was like, this is it through. So then it kind of got dumbed down to like, I just want to be for bees. So I was thinking, cause it still drives me nuts. Like my right shoulder is done and I wish it were done more. Like it came down past my, 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 my shirt. But it drives me nuts that my other side, I'm like off balance, my OCD. So I was going to do a a puzzle with, um, what was I going to do, uh, a, a clock in the middle. And the puzzle would be earth color. So it would be earth, you know, in a puzzle form. And in each piece of the puzzle, there would be places to put different things in my life that are important to me. So there would be like a bees, there would be a... You know, something for Rage, something for the dog, something for Allie, you know, that kind of thing. So the puzzle is my life, and it's filled with things in my life. So it makes sense, just like my other tattoo it, makes sense.
4: Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, I, I like thought, that. I
2: thought that was pretty cool.
4: She might have to wait, though, because uh, I think last time we talked about it, still 18 is the the law in Georgia. Even There's no parental consent.
2: Unless she goes to Florida. Florida, yeah. Yeah, well, i, I do it, either do it myself or my buddy just got out of jail. So.
4: Oh, that's, that's true. <laughs> But yeah, and mine's, mine's kind of specific. So like when I'm drinking, then you can see my cheers. Like, Burr. oh, and people go, what is poo-poo, papa, <laughs>
2: what is it? Sa-su. 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 but it's
4: not, but it's not, it's spelled in actually like, it's probably hard to see, but it's in like the actual Greek letters. Like I got like one of those little C's with a, a tail on it and stuff. Yeah.
3: I would have pronounced that yellow hawk. <laughs> yellow Hey, what's that yellow
2: hawk on your your arm, right there, Nate? <laughs> hey, do me a favor though. If you ever travel to uh, like Japan or China or somewhere like that, please don't go get anything in, in Chinese writing. It's just douchey. It's because it's, it's, it's trendy, you know. Those people they don't even know what it means. Just, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know why if we hate China so much. I don't know why we get so much. So many Americans get Asian lettering on them. It's just so stupid. This is the dumbest thing ever that you'll regret it, by the way, like you're regretting your barbed wire right now. <laughs> <laughs> Dumb fucks.
4: There's some comedian bit. There's some comedian bit where there's like they they talk like question if um, like American or if Chinese people get like American words on him.
2: No, like, oh, it's, it says love and water. <laughs> yeah, no, no, they don't do that. No, I guarantee it. <laughs> they don't do that. <laughs>
3: Uh, I didn't know you had such a strong opinion about Asian letters. I just think it's like...
2: (laughs) So, like, in one breath, you're like, fuck them, man, we'll make that shit here in America. Fuck that shit. What's your tattoo say? Oh, it's Asian writing for I love mom. You know, like, why? (laughs) Just put I love mom in American, in English, you know? And half the times the tattoo guys are fucking with you. They're not putting what you want on there because you don't know (laughs) the difference. You can't read it. You're just taking the word for it. You're just, you're just taking page sixteen from it at the tattoo parlor. Oh my! Oh fucking drunk as shit. Let's. I want to get you know. I love Billy in, in Japanese. It's only like two letters. It's cool. You know, Greek lettering is fine. I don't mind Greek lettering.
4: Yeah, and I was worried about that, that was kind of I was hesitant as well. But I asked the the Uber driver the the greek guy that was uh, tattooing me and Alexis's dad who speaks greek to make sure that it was legit cuz that's what I was worried about that as well
2: well even you know like the greek alphabet of you know alpha beta uh uh chi, is chi the next one x it's, it's well chi, uh chi is xi um but there is a chi in the the greek alphabet uh delta oh gamma is the next one is it Gamma's the next one? So Alpha, Beta, Gamma? Yeah, yeah. Alpha,
4: Beta, Gamma, Delta, Epsilon, Zeta. Kai's yeah, in there somewhere.
2: Anyway, th- those letters are cool. I don't mind those letters. I think those are pretty cool. Yeah. You can get away with those. Is that all their letters? Yeah. No, they got more. They, they got. They only have five uh, words in the Greek language. Yeah.
4: <laughs> uh, edit, uh, ada theta yeah uh, was it
2: Kappa, like, iota 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 uh, iota
4: yeah I, yeah that's it um, let's see mu yep. uh, new, yeah and then i don't know what the x one is that's chi uh, xi is chi uh,
2: No, it says it's pronounced no it, it is see. because because i'm a sigma chi and oh the x it's just the X, E, X is sigma chi the e is the sigma the Kai.
4: Oh, yeah, the X is Kai, but the this is one. It looks like a sideways I with a, a roof and a, a foundation on it. That's XI, and that's Z, uh, ZIE.
2: <laughs> oh, thanks for breaking that down. I know exactly what you're talking about. Huh? <laughs> it's a one-bedroom house. <laughs> it's the one that looks like a condo that's lakefront. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> I just sent it to you guys.
4: Check it out. It's uh, right before Omicron. And then there's obviously pi, and then uh, what is it, sigma, tau, epsilon, phi, chi, pi, yeah. omega. Yeah. Phi's cool. Yeah, but see that XI one? It doesn't look like a, a sideways eye with a roof and a foundation. Mm,
2: yes, it does. Yeah, <laughs> it does. That's exactly what it looks like. <laughs> did you did you see the story? I think people have already posted it on the Facebook page about the American tourist that got jumped.
3: No, I haven't seen that. Oh, yeah, he got his leg or his foot chopped by a machete.
2: Yeah, tourists kidnapped in Mexico had foot hacked with machete before being left for dead. Dustin Jackson, D-U-S-T-A-N, and his wife were waiting for their flight home after the perfect vacation in Cancun. With hours to spare, Jackson hopped in a cab to head to a store to get chewing tobacco, but the nearby gas station didn't have any. That's when he said his taxi driver... Turned on the radio, and the Jay-Z song was playing. And the Jay-Z song was on. So he raised... No, I'm just kidding. Uh, that's when he said he, his taxi cab driver uh, kidnapped him. I'll never forget that feeling. It was the scariest feeling in the entire world. Anybody buying that he went to go buy chewing tobacco?
3: I think he was uh, buying probably drugs or he was going to the strip club.
2: <laughs> yeah, he, he, he was doing something shady, I guarantee. It. You're on mute, Jackson said I that think- the driver told him he was told him he knew a place where they could go, a grocery store, but that's when things got much worse. Still thinking he's buying chewing tobacco or the first stop just didn't have what he wanted and the taxi cab driver was, I got another place for you. There's more to this story.
3: I don't even think they sell chewing tobacco there, do they? I've never seen it.
2: I always bring my own. I always bring a bunch of my own. Even when I go to Florida, I bring my own because it's so expensive down there. Jackson said he was attacked by a group of men armed with a machete. They used the machete to cut up his foot. They went to cut my Achilles tendon and they missed and instead of hitting it, they hit the bottom of my foot and Then my foot just flapped around. That was a sharp-ass machete. Uh, they were trying to cut off my tendons and leave me for dead. He was left in the dark in the middle of nowhere. Jackson, who doesn't know Spanish, stumbled around for hours screaming for help. At one point, said even the cops turned him away before he said he crawled under a tarp to die. I don't know what kind of power it is when they talk about the mental strength that you have as a human being. Because at this point, however long I was laying there, pretty much just wanting to die, something inside of me, that strength, came to me and said, you've got family, you've got kids, get up. Jackson did just that, eventually coming upon a female police officer who stopped to help him. She eventually got him back to the airport. That's not where I want to go. I want to go to the hospital. I don't want to go back to the airport. <laughs>
3: We're going to get you out of here if anyone hears about this. Uh,
2: back to the airport where he uh, said he met another guardian angel, a woman from Africa whose flight was canceled, offered to help him. So this cop picks him up and he's about to die. His foot's flapping around. She takes him to the airport and he runs into this woman from Africa. Like what's going on here? Jackson eventually had four surgeries to repair damage to his foot and his shoulder. He can no longer play catch with his daughter or swing a golf club with his son, but he said he knows he's miraculously survived for a reason. I take the little time, uh, the little times in life. I don't take them for granted anymore. You just don't know what life is going to bring you. So never give up. Keep going. Everyone has a purpose. Everybody has a purpose. I think there's more to this story. I, I, you yeah, know. it does. It doesn't make sense that so they were waiting for their flight, but he
4: took a cab, so he left the airport. I Yet mean, nobody they, leaves. They ba-
2: nobody leaves the airport after you go through security.
4: No, yeah, and they they have tobacco there. Uh, depending on what kind you wanted, but I don't believe that.
2: Yeah, I don't. I, there's something weird about this. Now, I I don't doubt that. Some guys jumped him and tried to, to take off his leg. Uh, there are bad people in this world. There are definitely bad people in Mexico. But I think he put himself in a situation to be around these bad people when his ass should have just, you know, this is why you shouldn't have to uh, dip, ladies and gentlemen. You know, this is why you, know, you don't dip. It's because you, you, you start jonesing and you're like, I'll be back. I'm going to catch a cab to somewhere in Cancun to go try to find. Eh, it's not a good idea. You know, and, yeah. di- and dip's not that hard to find. I don't think they have dip in Mexico. I've never seen it
3: I've never yeah. seen yeah, it in the I don't, Caribbean I've never seen it when we are down there either
2: Mm-mm. no yeah
3: I, I couldn't tell you I
4: don't I don't look for it typically but I'll keep an eye out for it We just got a new grocery store down the street so I'm
2: excited oh what's it called El yo. <laughs> yeah well, you
4: you guys went to before the that Shadrawi that we went to in uh Cozumel that one time the one um, oh, same yeah. one or same chain but it's uh it's like right down the street from us so I'm excited Oh, very' the walk so far
2: it's a little things just like this guy says
4: just they have a they have a wine tasting machine you go and you put in your card and then it pours out different glasses of wine and you can try all these different wines and stuff it's pretty cool wow
1: well
2: don't get kicked out taking too much free wine all right sure not yeah all right (laughs) that's nate's mexico moment let's get to our guest
0: hold up wait a minute let's hear from our sponsors Watkins Law Firm, trial
2: and litigation attorney. So if it's personal injury, wrongful death, contracts and transactions, landlord and tenant disputes, or just general civil litigation, Watkins Law Firm.lc is where you need to go. Get a hold of Tyler Watkins, Watkins Law And here's Tyler's tip of the day. In
0: Georgia, if someone doesn't perform under a contract, the usual remedy is money. While in some cases you can have the court order them to perform,
3: usually they won't because indentured servitude is not a thing anymore. Get a hold of Tyler Watkins,
2: Watkins Law Firm LLC, serving all of Georgia. Next time, talk to Tyler. I'm so happy that so many of you enjoy. Newbert Tees Men's Wellness League's uh, practitioner, Diane Spiva, when she comes on the podcast. I think it's great. You know, I've been going to Newbert Men's Wellness League in Sandy Springs, Georgia, for well over a year with testosterone maintenance, but they do so much more than that with a weight loss program, sexual health, pain and joint management, Newbertese Men's Wellness League is a men's wellness facility for guys and guys only. Guys, as you get older, your body starts to break down. There are things that you can control and there are things that you can't control. Just pop into Newbertese Men's Wellness League in Sandy Springs or go online to menswellnessleague.com and schedule a phone call just to see where you're at. It could possibly save your life that's a true story actually happened to a listener right so right now the wellness combine get it for 99 bucks that's 200 dollars off the regular pl- uh, price plus mention the bs podcast and get 10 percent off that price but you got to mention the bs podcast go to menswellnessleague.com hit that schedule button
1: son of a bitch
2: i just called to say you should subscribe to the bailey
1: show and i mean it from the bottom of my heart nobody is going to say If you like what you hear, then get a full seven days a week plus of new content by subscribing.
0: PodcastTheBS.com. It's better than radio. And back to you, Jason.
2: Everyone wants to talk to our guest right now. I can tell you that right now. I never thought Manny Aurora would deliver, but he did. Manny, of course... Pops in twice a month. We talk defense attorney stuff. He's the best in the business and representing Anna Delvey, right? Yes. That's uh, here, pull that closer to you. In the immigration stuff up in New York, you were traveling back and forth. And as my audience said on, on Facebook, Anna's out. When's she coming on the show? <laughs>
6: well, her immigration lawyers did a really nice job. And um, unfortunately, right now, she's on house arrest, but we'll work on that.
2: Yeah. Well, you, there. you did a nice job. You were part of this team.
6: They did all the hard work. Okay. I'm just a pretty face just, that Anna likes, right, random?
2: Yeah, yeah man, he's the pretty face. Uh, so just for those not familiar or have not seen uh, the story of Anna Delvey from Inventing Anna on Netflix, which, of course, we'll get to here in just a second. Uh, at first, she was uh, what uh, a Manhattan jury convicted her, financial crimes, grand larceny, stealing, all that kind of stuff. Private Jet was involved in that. She gets released. Immigration comes in. She goes into jail for about a year and a half. Now she's on house arrest. Correct. In a nutshell. The one and only Anna Delvey joins the BS. How are you, Anna?
7: Hi, I'm good. How are you? Good.
2: Well, thanks for coming on. You know, we've been talking about you ever since I found out that Manny Aurora was helping represent you in this immigration trial. And Manny and I have known each other for a very, very long time. And I said, well, is there any way we can get Anna on? And he goes, I'll try. I didn't believe him. But lo and behold, you're not only out of jail, uh, you get to breathe freedom once again, but you're on the show. So thanks for doing that, Anna. How does it feel to be out?
7: Of course. Well, I haven't had a um, free minute. So I'm like, I'm in hair and makeup. I'm about to do CBS, I think. And I have like a full day off. Um, like interviews. So it's been pretty crazy. So I can't wait to actually like have a minute and sit down and like go through my messages and emails. So it's been pretty surreal so far. Um, I have literally been going nonstop since like Friday, 11 PM last week when I got released.
2: Oh, I'm sure. What was the Okay. So I like to ask this question of people that were incarcerated. They get out. What was the first thing you wanted to do? And what's the first thing that you actually did when you got out?
7: God, so, like, nobody really knew what was going to happen because I am on house arrest. So we just assumed I was going to get released from jail, from Orange County Jail, Uh, but they brought me to 26 Federal Plaza, and then from there, I I got an ankle bracelet, and then um, they drove me, ICE agents actually drove me here to the place of my residence. Um, So it was nothing the way I imagined it would be. i wanted to get a phone and I wanted to like to get a new number and a SIM card
2: mm-hmm.
7: But that
2: happened that way. And, and uh, so you were gone for a year and a half. Uh, your, your life was just left, right? So, you know, you, you didn't, you couldn't pay bills. You, you couldn't contact people. You said you wanted to check your email. I don't know how much access you had to that when you were behind bars. Um, like, are you just kind of inundated right now with trying to play catch up over the last couple of years?
7: Um. Definitely. Well, now I will have to deal with so many things, like with real
2: life things. Yeah, you're gonna have to pay bills. Right? <laughs> you have to pay bills when you're in jail.
7: Sorry, I have like twenty people in here. Give me one second.
2: Hey, are you? That's okay. You got a bunch of people. She's getting ready to do some more interviews,
6: Manny. Yeah. You got. You got You got to You got to let them know. You wait your turn. Yeah, no kidding. I should have had the hair and makeup people from our Golden Scissors Studio.
1: Yeah
7: come and change the door on top of everything I have going on right now. Like, this is really not a good time.
2: Yeah. What's wrong with the door?
7: Well, um, I'm actually the first tenant in my building. So they're like, they're making, they're doing construction. Uh-huh. So, um, Everything is everything is new, but the door. So they wanted to replace the door. Do
2: Do they know who you are? Or are you? You mean? Do they,
7: do they? Oh, I don't think. That, I don't know. I don't. I don't think they care. Somebody confused, like an ABC producer, last night for me because she was like a blonde girl. She came down to <laughs> open the door, and uh, they were talking to her like she was me. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Okay, so the let's let's talk about the Inventing Anna uh, docu series on Netflix. So that's how a lot of people found out about your story, me included, right? Actually, Nate on the show turned me on to it. Uh, you were played by Julia Garner. How do you think she did? First off, as a as a performance of being you.
7: Um. Well, I do. I have not seen the series. Like, I haven't had a three second. Um. So I only watched like about thirty minutes through the video app, uh, for the jail app. So, um, I don't know. I mean, everybody says she's done a good job and she's a very nice girl. So, and it's a dramatized version of, um, real life events. So it's not a documentary.
2: Okay. Okay. So that's, that's my next question. How real was it? You know, that you heard, you know, people that were close to you and, and part of your inner circle, did they get back to you and go, Anna, this is crap. Like the stuff that they're putting in this is not even close.
7: I mean, uh, I don't know. My parents were pretty upset, I guess, about the way they were portrayed. But everybody else, they were like, "Okay, whatever. That's just some, some Anna shit." I don't know. <laughs>
2: <laughs> uh, because the the story, like, I, I was, I remember, I remember, we were talking about it on on, on this show, Anna, and I remember saying um, to 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 my crew, I said, "I actually, I don't think you're a villain." I don't think you're, I mean, I know you've done some things that you're, I'm sure you're sorry for and you apologize for, and you want to get on with your life and your love for art, but I don't think you're a villain. I think you're no different than anybody else, you know, maybe finding loopholes that you weren't supposed to find, but you're no different than anybody else is trying to get ahead.
7: Personally. Well, I appreciate that. Definitely. Well, there are different ways to um, different perspectives and different ways to look at this. There are,
2: there are people that work in, you know, Forbes top 100 companies that are cheating the system every day. They're just not getting caught because the people that would catch them are on their payroll. You got caught, um, and it's not like you physically hurt anybody. I don't know. I I guess I look at a different man. He's probably looking at me going, what are you saying right now, Jason? You know, it's like, you know, uh, she did what she did, but I just didn't think it was as bad as everybody made it out to be.
7: Yeah. Yeah. You
2: know, all right. Wow. Well- What's that?
7: Well, I'm glad you see it that way. Well, it's, it's very polarizing.
2: Very polarizing, exceptionally polarizing. Uh, Nate, do you have a question for Anna Delvey? Yeah, Anna. Like at any point, did you have did you have like a like an exit
4: strategy if anybody got kind of too close to what you're doing or, or revealed too much? Um, did you have like a plan of where to go or how to get out of a, a certain situation?
7: Well, my whole kind of intention was to uh, always pay everybody back. So I had no need for any kind of like an exit strategy because if it would have worked out the way it was intended to work out, um, nobody would have been like cheated out of anything.
2: Did it it all come to... Uh, like the conclusion, like in the show, it says uh, the guy you're dealing with the bank and he was actually, I think talking to you, you were using a voice changing app. And that was the beginning pretty much of the end. Was that fairly accurate?
7: No, I wouldn't say so.
2: Okay. So, so what was, what was the end all be all where they came and got you?
7: I don't know. There was no such um, single event. I mean, I got arrested, I guess that's, That's the event, so. Yeah,
2: but there wasn't, like, a misstep that you did. There wasn't something that somebody said, somebody turned you in, or, you know, there was no, there was no thing before the thing, is what I'm asking.
7: I mean, there were, like, so many kind of bad choices and bad decisions and so many things that happened, so there was no one thing that just kind of blew everything up. It was just kind of, uh, I mean, the foundation was broken from the very beginning, so, like it kind of didn't really need much. So it was just an accumulation of, um, a series of events.
2: Are you going to try to, to get that foundation back up and running or just something to do with art?
7: Well, um, I will do something with art, but I'm not interested in this project anymore or doing anything similar. Like I moved on with my life.
2: Yeah. I, I think that's good. That's, that's a good thing. <laughs> it's like you might want to just leave that in the past and move on to something different. I mean, you, the, the world is your oyster right now because of the success of the show and your story being out there. Like, polarizing is not a bad thing, Anna Love or hate ya, you. You're, you're a name and a brand that, that can be very profitable just based off of your story. Uh and I'm sure you're a smart, smart woman, so I'm sure you know this and, and will take advantage of it every every way, shape, form. Do you wanna do you wanna be famous?
7: Do you wanna exploit that part of it? No, I don't care about being famous. You... I'm just trying to fix the narrative and move away from my crimes and from the situation. And everything I've been doing so far, I've been reacting because like just my crimes got so much attention and publicity. Um like I'm kind of using my voice to change the perception of myself and I'm not doing this to become famous.
6: Oh, okay. Well, okay. All right, that's... Jason, before we let her go, the issue well, I'm not is let her go anywhere. If um, I can keep her on. Yeah. But the issue is uh, with regards, I'm
7: sorry, guys, I just have like the whole crew is waiting for me here. Um, okay. And I have a whole day. <laughs>
2: just, just give me, just give me five, just give me five more minutes. Let me let Manny finish. And then I got like wh- wh- a couple more questions, but
6: I was just saying for Anna, I mean, This isn't a millions of dollars kind of situation. It was a little over $100,000 with a banker. That was a little over aggressive, right, in order to fund the building that she wanted to do. It was all legit. It was all there. The tactics that you use, you can say are loopholes or this. She keeps saying crimes, but I don't necessarily know if they're crimes because people did it voluntarily. If you're a banker and I say I'm going to give you a wire of something and it doesn't come for days or weeks, you know it's not there. Right. So why didn't they do any due diligence? It's almost like they wanted to be part of it, and they fudged the way through to help her out. Yes. And then they're blaming her once the music stopped. As it, Well, that's as what it was. I'm saying.
2: Nobody takes responsibility. I, I agree with you 110%. I'm, I'm thinking like a defense attorney. Uh, I, I re, I've always wanted to ask you this, Anna, so just bear with me here. I thought that at least how you were depicted in, in the show, on Inventing Anna on, on Netflix... I thought it was uh, interesting. I guess would be the word as a an attractive woman that carries the way carries themselves the way you do with such confidence. You at no time ever tries tried to use the sex cells to get where you needed to get to. Um, was that by plan? I mean, did, you're just not that type of person because you could have easily convinced numerous men to do things because of your beauty and your confidence?
7: Um, I mean, like why is everybody's assuming I didn't try?
6: No. Oh, okay. I'm
7: just joking.
6: You know, Anna, they're saying that you use your brain and not your other stuff. And it confuses Americans because we're all about sex here.
7: You're right.
2: You're absolutely right. 110%. You weren't sleeping with these guys that you were trying to get money from. At least the show de- de- depicted it that way. And that's is that true?
7: Yeah, that is true. Okay. I mean, if it did, it would have came out, so. Yeah, exactly.
2: And and I thought that was admirable. I really did. I thought that you were able to I'm a big fan of when people can just use their brain to do things. So, you you didn't have to sell sex in order to do it. I mean, are you conscious that that has been kind of put out there and people know that about you? I mean, I would be very proud of that.
7: Yeah. I mean, that's the one thing I have going for myself, I guess. <laughs>
2: yeah. You're not, you're not a floozy. Like, you know, the the public doesn't think Anna Delvey's a floozy. I think that's, I think that's great. Um, you can have visitors on house arrest. Who's the first person that came to visit you outside of your attorney?
7: New York times,
2: New York times. They came, they, they, they had that all set up. How about your, Chris, fr- how about your friends?
7: I mean, Chris, I have like, I have a great team and my manager and, um, Chris, who, like, set up the apartment. So, so many people helped. Um, I'm, like, very lucky, actually. Kind of moved away from some of the people that I used to work with. And I have, like, much better team around me. I don't know how much you've been following my story. But, um, like, some of the people from last year did not work out too well. And, um, but, like, without them, I'd be, like, homeless and in jail. So. Right, and her
6: artwork is one- pretty fantastic. I seen it online. Yeah, it's great. All that stuff from jail. So at least very productive in there instead of just being bitter. Yeah, absolutely. You're going to
7: get organized for me to get furniture. Like in two hours, they made sure I have everything here. Um, So I didn't really like, because I can't leave. So
2: are you, uh, are you still, do you still talk to that uh, fire fest guy that you roomed with for a little bit?
7: I never did.
2: You never roomed with him?
7: Uh, I stayed like in his place for a couple of days, but I don't know, we never kept in touch. So that was like 10 years ago.
2: Yeah. He, he had himself a little Netflix thing too. You guys are, you guys are like the Netflix couple. You could be the power Netflix couple if you no. ever decided to date. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, maybe we'll get you back on so I can just sit there and, and ask some more silly questions to you, but I know you have a very busy day. It's very,
5: definitely ex-
2: very exciting. You're out of jail. <laughs> if you're ever in Atlanta, I hope you can come by our studio. If you're ever coming to see Manny. Uh, I wish you nothing but the best uh, of luck. We're fans. Thank you for your time. This has been a big deal for us to have, you know, you, Anna Delvey, on our show. So thank you so much.
7: Awesome. Thank you so much for having me, and uh, we will do this again.
2: Please. All right. Go get your other interviews. We'll talk to you soon, Anna.
7: Bye. Have a good day. You
2: too. Bye-bye.
6: Bye. That was great.
2: Thank you so much for uh, for hooking that up. Was that difficult?
6: No, she's just a nice woman. I just asked if she could help out. I mean, we're just southern bumpkins, so it's not you know New York City, New York Times interview stuff. But uh, I know she's I doing, some, it was she's doing some.
2: She's doing some. some big interviews. Yeah, Jake some, Tappers
6: and the. Do they pay her for those? No, you can't. pay. Oh, you can't. Pay. It's just the. Basically, the you know, Entertainment Tonight types might pay, but the news companies don't pay.
2: So what? Did, why is she doing these? What do you think? Well, she did ours because you asked her.
6: Yes. So, I mean, I think at some point, once you've been labeled a certain way, maybe there's just that inherent competitiveness where you're trying to get this message out there. To me, it's better when you have an appeal pending to fade into the ether. Mm-hmm. But I just don't think her personality and the whole story and everything, the people are going to let it go. And so I guess you might as well embrace it because they're beating down her door to talk to her.
2: Nate, she sounded just like Julia Garner did in the show. It's pretty amazing. It- yeah, yeah, she did. So I I don't know I don't I don't know whether to say Anna Delvey, you got an awesome accent, or Julia Garner, you're a fantastic actress. I don't know which one is is the right one right one to say.
4: Yeah, I think Julia Garner because she was able to copy her Russian born German raised American ish accent.
2: <laughs> American ish accent. I was like, I, th- I thought I was talking to the movie the show. It was it was surreal. It was really surreal, and she wasn't as snippy. As the show, like I was expecting, really short answers. A very difficult conversation. Now, granted, we only had like fifteen minutes with her. We'll get her back on, hopefully, uh, and and I just because I want to talk about life and just kind of the stuff
6: that we do. But uh, uh, she she was very pleasant. Not what I expected. Right. So if you're gonna influence people like this, you're not gonna behave the way that they portrayed her on the show. I mean, but. It's a lot sexier to do it that way, that you're this mean, horrible person and you insult people because that's what we love as an audience to see that. But she's actually just a, a normal person, is very polite mm-hmm. when it comes. I'm sure people can be mean just like any one of us. But, mm. you know, on a TV show, you, do you want to see that or do you want to see some real drama? And so that's why she said yeah. it's not a documentary like people want to say. It's just, uh, you know, it's just dramatization. Is she dating
2: anybody, do you know?
6: she's only been out since Friday night. So yeah, but she could have pen pals in jail. Um, I, I didn't ask her about her dating life or video life.
2: Oh, you should. You should. Ask, that's what I. That's, that was on my list of things to talk to her about. You know, I mean, you've been in jail for that long. Guy or girl, doesn't matter. You you, you got urges. You got needs. You got things you want to do. I want to go out on a date and have a nice dinner in Manhattan.
6: Well, she's going to have a date in her apartment because she's not allowed oh, to leave right. the apartment. Right. So maybe on the rooftop.
2: I'm going to door dash a nice dinner from Manhattan into my apartment. You know, and I want to share it with somebody I want to share it with somebody nice so uh, but that was way cool, so what's the next step all right so she 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 was in jail for the original charges of grand larceny and stealing the private jet and all that other stuff, and she served her time she gets out, she gets popped by immigration, and she spends what was it eighteen months behind bars
6: right and um you know, like I said in the past, she could have just gone back to Germany or any right. place in Europe and been free, but her whole point is. I don't really necessarily agree that she did anything wrong based on the actual facts the way they are. And she's just trying to fight it out and sort of change the narrative about how she's been portrayed. I think the show didn't do her that much justice. But if they would have done it accurately or more accurately, it probably wouldn't have the ratings you know that it has that everybody's talking about.
2: Oh, I disagree. I mean, I know that it's she's trying to she's portray, not trying, but she's portraying. Not necessarily what we saw on TV, but many of us, including myself, Nate, probably you too, right? You would have had no idea who Anna Delvey was and not even remembered if, if that show didn't exist or she was portrayed
4: that way, right? Yeah, I think, I mean, the the Netflix documentary definitely helped because there was just that guy. She didn't steal that much money. I mean, from what I've read compared to there was that guy in in uh, Atlanta jail that stole like millions of dollars from that guy in California, right?
6: Yeah, that was a billionaire issue. I mean, hers was like $190,000, if that. It just got so over-dramatized and overdone based on hotels and this and that. I mean, it all added up. Not that much. I mean, if you and I wanted just to go down to the Ritz-Carlton after about a week and a half, you could probably ring up that kind of bill. So yeah, um, we, we got to keep perspective as far as that goes. But again, had the show not been so glamorous and sexy and mean-spirited as to how she is, you know, you and I wouldn't be talking about this and I don't think it would have that worldwide attention that it got. But
2: But people, I know I do, you remember the big, was it 40 million or 70 million? That was the last part of getting... The, the art project off the ground with the dumb, dumb guy from the bank and she's calling you know, with the voice changer.
6: Well, it, it's not the art project. Remember, she wanted to have a building and a business and all the, that stuff the hotel. to do that. Right, so in order to get the hotel, they have to do due diligence. So they hired one bank to do that, but the bank is going to charge you like 100 grand to do the due diligence in exchange for giving you the 22 million or whatever it is. So you have to go to bank number two to borrow the 100,000 to pay the first bank which is their fee to do the due diligence. So had the second bank done anything as far as saying, hey, we'll send you a wire. You're a banker. How long does it take to get a wire sent over? And if the wire doesn't come after a day or two or three or four days, I mean, at some point, I mean... It is what it is, right? I mean, a banker knows there's no need for a wire to take a week you know, right. to get here. Or why not just call the bank that she's supposed to be using in Europe to send the money out here and just confirm it? Mm-hmm. It's not like this was rocket science. It's not like this was a big Ocean's 11 kind of situation. It was just somebody saying, I got this bank. All they had to do was check. Yeah. And either they did and didn't care or didn't want to. And then when the shit hit the fan, pardon my language, Yeah. It, it's all her fault.
2: Yeah. Well, that's it's, That's why I said, you know, remember going back to the show, I didn't think she was a villain. I think she was just doing what she had to do to get ahead. Now, I mean, if people are going to give you
6: stuff, it is what it is. I mean, ethics, yeah. I mean, as, as lawyers, we've beaten that thing to death. I mean, I try to hold myself to a higher standard, but reality is what it is. But, yeah, it may be a moral, ethical issue, but I don't know if it's illegal. People take advantage of stuff all the time. They cheat on their taxes. They do this. They do that. And you get taken advantage of all the time. All right, let me give you an example, something
2: I learned about not that long ago, is do you do you know why... Doc. so now there are more and more meds that you can buy over the counter that at one time you could only get prescribed from a doctor. Do you know? And every time you go to your doctor, you still want that med prescribed one, probably because it's cheaper when you use your insurance. And two, it's a it's a it's a stronger dosage than what they're selling over the counter. And your doctor always balks, right? they always like, "Ah, it's over the counter. They don't want to write you the script. They'll eventually, after pushing them, write you the script because they have to, right? Or they don't have to, but they will. But do you know why they don't like to write scripts for meds that you can now buy over the counter?
6: I assume it's got something to do with the commissioning.
2: It takes too long for them to get paid.
6: Uh, I mean, just a matter of weeks. But because of that,
2: they don't want to do that. Is that unethical? Absolutely, in my opinion. Absolutely. You know, hands down. So that's my point. As like we're getting jobbed all the time by people left and right. And it's a very fine line of what ethics, you know, what's ethical and what's not ethical. So I don't know. Um, anyway, uh, that was cool. Way cool, right, Nate, talking to Anna Delvey? I mean, oh, yeah, that was awesome. She did sound super
6: nice. Yeah, fuck you, other podcasts, right? <laughs> Yeah. yeah, you might be the first <laughs> podcast. Well, I did not on national TV news or something. So yeah. I guarantee
2: you we're the first podcast and ra- No radio, no podcast has had, has had her on uh, that that I know of, and, and we didn't. You know, and when you're listening to this today, we didn't even run it. We didn't even rec- we recorded a couple of days ago, so we really had her early. We just can't
6: take her live. So I would like season. to be guest of the month. Then for setting that up for you.
2: Absolutely. No, you're, you are, I, okay, here's the deal this is what we're going to do. Cause you will be out at podcast
6: and pours too, right? Absolutely. Okay. And do you know what you're coming dressed as? Um, perhaps myself, but I was going to bring my whole office out there and they've got some costume choices. Okay. That's fine. Bring
2: your whole office out there. We're going to bring you on stage and everybody, because of the Anna Delvey, we're going to do a, uh, three cheers for Manny Aurora, mad dog Manny. You know, we're gonna do one of those things. And, and we're going to get you drunk. That'd be great. Really, really drunk.
6: What's the Uber from way up north to Buckhead? Uh,
2: an Uber from, it's like 30 bucks From way up there? To Buford? Yeah. To Tanner? Yeah, like $30. bucks. i have taken them numerous times It there. Or you can
6: stay to at the To Roswell host. from there? Goodness yeah. Goodness gracious. Yeah. I know the airport's almost like $80. Good grief. It was well, 80 to go from Noonan up to Roswell.
2: Yeah, well, okay. Are you taking Uber black or just, you know, no, just Uber, 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 Uber electric scooter? I mean...
6: It, you, well, you, I'd like to say I'm some fancy lawyer and I get the SUV giant limo thing. But yeah. no, I'm, I'm usually in a Tesla, not a Tesla, but um, what's the little Honda version or Toyota version? Little Prius? A little the smart cars?
2: One? Yeah. <laughs> Is that what you're driving? <laughs> no. no, no, no <laughs> I was going to say, because I saw you had a truck the other day. <laughs> what are you talking about? He sounds the...
4: like a Lyft man. He doesn't like this Uber.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or you can say we've got discounted hotel rooms up there. I might just sleep at the brewery. Or you could sleep. Where the, we're going to wake up the next day, and he's going to be, I'm going to be in bed with my wife, Mad Dog Manny Aurora, and Brandon Thrasher.
6: <laughs> That'd be great. As long as we could get the chocolate oatmeal beer for breakfast, it'd be perfect. It's like a...
2: And Def August is going to be passed out in the bathtub, and we're not going to be able to wake him up at, uh, wake him up at, at checkout. And he's just going to stay up there. there. He's going to have bruises all over his body because I tried to kick him to wake him up. (laughs) Uh, All right. So before we uh, get to some questions for you from our audience, some voicemails, so on and so forth, uh, the the immigration stuff for Anna is not done. She might be on house arrest and she might be out, but there's going to be an appeal, right?
6: The immigration process is going to go forward. Right now, she just got bail pending the resolution of the immigration process, and she's got excellent immigration lawyers, you know, that have done a wonderful job. I'm handling the criminal appeal, and so that's just going to take some time. And so our hope is that she gets to stay out until the appeal gets decided one way or the other. Mm -hmm. If we lose the appeal and the conviction becomes finalized, then she will get deported. Mm -hmm. But if we're hopefully lucky enough to win the appeal, then, you know, we'll start it all over again and she'll be free.
2: I bet you could arrange... Me, traveling up to New York, yeah, doing a special Christmas episode at Anna Delvey's apartment and bring her a Christmas tree and prizes and some dinner. Like on Christmas Day, she's not going to have anybody to have Christmas with.
6: She's got a lot of friends. I mean, Chris and some of these other folks in the art community are just fantastic. I met them when she had the uh, art show because she did so many sketches from inside the jail. You know, they publicize. We'll just throw that out there. I could throw that out there. If you and I can go up there. Oh,
2: you're more than welcome to come with us. Sure. We'll have Christmas. All three of us will have Christmas. We'll do a special Christmas podcast at Anna Delvey's apartment and I'll bring the food and we'll set it up. And that would be nice. Be really nice. nice. Brandon, are you coming?
3: Hell yeah! <laughs> anything, You'll fit right in with
2: it. Anything she's gonna, you, you got I'd like to just watch you guys have a conversation. To be honest with you, with y'all's accents back and forth, and Brandon's gonna be like, "Man, I went to Germany. I'm actually wanted in Germany. I got a speeding ticket, worn out for my arrest. I can't go back there. It's crazy. You got heat here in the United States. I got heat in Germany. We're a couple. We should love each other." <laughs> <laughs> All right, the Aurora Law Firm dot com. All right, that's the website for Manny Aurora uh, specializing in criminal law. Let's get to some questions from you. You can always uh, go to podcast, right there on the homepage. There's a section that you can fill out and uh, we get those. And then we save those also on social media. You know, we can scour through those. Um, not as neat as through the website. So my fiance was sentenced on the seventh of this month, to 18 months state. He has 94 days good time. He is 66 years old and is disabled with multiple health issues. What can I do to get this sentence reduced and out of jail? There's no way he's going to
6: make it in there. Tammy. All right, Tammy. So the question is, did he take a plea or was this a sentence after trial? Regardless, you have up to one year after the conviction to file for a motion to modify his sentence so you can ask for a lower sentence Um, But it's got to include something additional on top of whatever his lawyer presented at the sentencing when the judge gave him the time. Mm -hmm. Uh, The credit that he's got will count against it. And if none of those other things work, perhaps because of his medical conditions, he'll get paroled out a little bit faster uh, than the average person.
2: Do they take it a little bit easier on you if you're older?
6: I don't know if they take it easier on you, but they look at the costs and those types of things and the level of the offense. And so in our state the offenses are from one through eight and the lower the offense level, the better chance you have to get out at parole. Typically you serve about a third at that level if you don't have a record. Mm. So he should get out relatively quickly, but at a minimum they can file a sentence modification with the same judge, but they have to have something new aside from what they've already argued to the judge.
2: Gotcha. Uh, I'm 18 years old. I got into a fight with a 15 year old because she has been harassing me. She didn't press any charges. I did fight at a church. I did throw the first punch and the last one, uh, I, and the last one, I don't want to go to jail. I've only been 18 for about six months. I want to know what's going to happen to me. I'm assuming they're worried because they're now an adult.
6: Well, I guess the question is, is that a second fight at the church or was the fight with a 15-year-old at the church? The fight with a
2: 15-year-old was at the church, if I'm right.
6: If the cops weren't called, then nothing's going to happen um, as far as that goes. If the person was hurt, they could maybe file a lawsuit against you for personal injury. But... Yeah, unless the police showed up, there's no criminal action that's out there.
2: Yeah, they said it in a pressing church. I think she's think she's asking, what is God gonna think of her, Manny?
6: Well, we'll have that <laughs> whole moral issue that we've already discussed <laughs> for, with our last uh, client. So that's,
2: that's what we need to do. I don't know, churches advertise. If we can get a church as an advertiser and then we could do something like what we do with Manny and bring a priest in once a month, that'd be phenomenal.
6: I guess go to confession and yeah, do repent you, and I guess you're all good.
2: I used to do a bit on the radio years and years ago called, uh, I was doing nights on a rock station. It was called Monday night confessionals or Monday night confessions. Nate, do you remember me doing this? Were you listening to me at that time?
6: Uh, I don't think so. And some of the I'm things sure. that people would, I mean, and I, and is that I did, a sex thing like taxi cab confessions
2: and what? No, it was, I mean, you could confess anything. I had a lot of, I cheated on my wife stuff, but I was amazed, you know, I'm doing live radio for the most part uh, on a, on a rock station at night in Orlando. And I would do this bit at like seven or eight, you know, my prime time. And I would always have a bank of phone calls of people. And you know, of course the best one you get, whatever price kind of thing. And I would have a bank of people wanting to confess. People want to confess. People want to tell you, something that they did they like well, it at least i hope they
6: made up their names when they're confessing to crimes or adultery or other stuff
2: probably not i mean everybody's just like hey it's bill cheated on my wife with her sister last night and you know kind of feel bad about it but her sister was just amazing i really want those tickets to Seaworld. world talk to you soon bucket Andrew. bye you know that kind of thing. <laughs> well, i hope he got the tickets uh oh bill won every week <laughs> A father of two boys that I've known for almost four years in person asked me to cease communication with them for no reason in January. I didn't listen and continued communication until two weeks ago when he said he had found out about our communication and harshly told me to cut contact and, quote, unquote, seem as if I simply fell off the face of the earth. He claimed that me communicating with them was harming them, which is entirely false, and that's just not on my account. One boy, now 15, was has willingly reached out to me and openly defended me. The younger has not reestablished communication since initially being told to cut it off. So I don't know his stance. Their father claimed he was getting the authorities involved and would file a restraining order if necessary. So, uh, so far nothing has actually happened. And even so he has no legitimate basis for one without lying. Can a father legally keep me an unrelated adult from communicating with his kids, even if there is no bad intentions, are no bad intentions, should be are, right? Uh, That's a really interesting question. And I don't mind the whole long, drawn-out story because it explains it. That's a great question to ask.
6: Well, I guess the first question is, you know, me as a longtime criminal defense lawyer, you're just going to, is the father thinking something inappropriate is happening because he's claiming that they're being hurt? Right. And then the second thing is, why in the world or how in the world are you talking to these Kids, or how did this whole thing even start? It just sounds incomplete with what we've been told. But the father can file a temporary restraining order against him if he feels that there's some threat, some harassment, something like that. You just can't file a TPO because you want to, there's got to be a basis for it. And the kids can talk to that person if they want, unless there's a TPO and those kinds of things in place. So, we need a little bit more detail as to how this thing started, what's inappropriate about it, according to the dad. Um, I want to know if it's a man or a woman. I think well, that I
2: think that I plays got the a part. impression
6: that it was a man, but that's just my prejudice, I guess. See, I
2: got coming. the impression it was a
6: woman. Why are they talking to a couple of young kids?
2: Well, that's what that's what I'm saying. If it's a guy, it's creepy. If it's a woman, it's like creepy, but creepy in a good way for the kid. Yeah, I
4: took it as it's like. Uh, a neighbor and it's a female and she is maybe kind of, you know, friendly with this guy's children. And for some reason he doesn't want her to talk to him anymore. I don't know.
6: I mean, if you have kids and they're all friends, then I can see talking to him. But otherwise, Jason, you're going to go to your neighbor and just have a relationship with his two sons and not the neighbor itself.
2: Yeah, that's weird. That's, that's way creepy. And as a parent,
6: even as a woman, I mean, it's just, it's
2: kind of odd. As a parent, you should be able to go and say, Hey, look, I don't want you talking to, you know, Jason Bailey anymore. The guy's weird, you know, and and, and as, as your kid, the, the the kids should respect that and say, okay, thanks for the advice. I'm not talking to him.
6: Well, the kids are going to do what they're going to do, but I just want more details as to what has been said that caused this whole thing to have turned into a kerfuffle.
2: A kerfuffle. That's what we try to handle here on this show, kerfuffles. I like that. That that could be a T-shirt, Nate, with a chicken. I don't know why I'm thinking, a chicken on a shirt that says, I'm kerfuffled. <laughs> My 16-year-old son took a BB gun with him to school. Can he get charged? Yes. Someone told the yeah, of course. Someone told uh, the teachers that my son had a BB gun. His locker cops were called. Can my son be charged for having a BB gun on school property? They just asked it four different times,
6: yes. Yes, 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 and yes, because they'll call it as a weapon. I mean, we've had people, you know, taken, you know, like a, a nail cutter has a little knife thing at the end of it. Mm-hmm. I mean, just about anything can be deemed a weapon, and... I'm not really sure why the parent would let a kid take a BB gun to school. It's like, what, what do you expect to have happen there?
2: I'm, I'm, a, I'm hoping that the parent didn't know, but they're uh, trying sure to hopes. now protect their kid.
6: That's fine. But I mean, at some point you just fess up and say, my kid made a dumb mistake was trying to show off or something. I mean, you got to read the climate. Mm-hmm. Could you imagine if there was a school resource officer there and they see a gun or something sticking mm-hmm. out of the backpack, what would happen?
2: No, I know. Well, you know, the kid's not going on a, Shooting spree at school with a BB gun, so you know he's not a mass shooter. So there's got to be another reason.
6: Well, how old is the kid? Is the other, sixteen? Sixteen, right? So sixteen needs to know why in the world am I taking a BB gun? Nobody's going to yeah. think you're cool with a BB gun in high school.
4: Maybe
2: he had a bully, and he's trying to scare him off. Yeah, or show and tell, in North Carolina, <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> or Noonan. <laughs> I,
6: look, I was. You gotta love the South. The,
2: the, there's a, a, a conversation that I had with a uh, kid that's 14 and I mean, he's,
6: uh, I'm not going to ju- use an alias name that you had a friend that talked to somebody that was hypothetically 14. <laughs>
3: creepy guy from the last story. <laughs> this dad
4: keeps texting me, telling him to stop talking to his children.
2: Anyway, he's telling me about some, he, he goes to uh alternative school and these are bad kids. And the kids that he hangs out with, they carry guns at 14. I said, you've got to get away from that. You need to not be around that because the the next thing that's going to happen is you're either going to get stabbed, shot, killed, or arrested. There's nothing good that's going to come out of that. No, uh, nothing good. And you have to. And so I gave him the, I gave him the advice of always ask yourself, where's the money? Ask yourself, what's the money in it? Is there money in it for me? Meaning that, me doing whatever it is that we all are doing as a group or me personally am i going to win afterwards how am i going to benefit be extremely selfish and the things that you're doing you're not winning uh, you're not benefiting if anything you're losing you're you are you are consciously doing things to make yourself lose in life that's just stupid right that's like going to a casino and saying please don't let me win any money yeah right doesn't make any sense but if
6: you had a gun maybe they'd give it to you
2: yeah that's why i take bb guns to uh casinos all the time they listen to me then. <laughs> my 14 and 16 year old sons were jumped by a group of eight kids
6: do we need a lawyer if you know who the eight kids are and your kids were hurt you absolutely need a lawyer plus you should also be calling the police to report the assault
2: what if you don't know who the eight kids are
6: You still should call the police. You should absolutely call the police. Maybe there's some video cameras, something they can do if they were beat up. Mm -hmm. Um, There's got to be some kind of description they could get. And if you don't know who they are, then there's not really much you can do to sue anybody.
2: Nate, you never called the police when you were jumped, did you? No, I think
4: somebody else did because I had to go to the, the hospitals.
2: Yeah, but did you ever give a statement to the cops or anything? Um, I don't think so. I mean,
4: I didn't have a statement. I didn't see who, who it was or anything. And of course they didn't have, uh, they didn't have security cameras pointing anywhere other oh. than the, the entrance. <laughs> hey,
2: you can't say I didn't try to stir the pot for you on that one. I, I'd spent a couple days on the radio ranting and raving and beating them up, trying to help you out.
4: Oh yeah. You I got, mean, all the shows on the station ended up doing it and they, they were just like, yeah, not our problem. Sorry. Oh, did they, the other shows
2: participated? I don't remember that.
4: Yeah, I think um, they talked about it on the monsters, and I think I went on the file, the Phillips file for a, l- uh, a couple minutes. Um, but yeah, no, I mean
2: nothing came up of it. So this is years ago, the parking garage in Orlando. Nate's drunk, walking in the parking garage for whatever reason. These three guys just colcock him, beat the shit out of him. Uh, you got hit with a bottle too, didn't you?
4: Yeah, well that's all that happened. Like they hit I they hit me in the back of the head with oh. a bottle and it knocked me out.
2: Okay. So yeah, you got hit in the back of the bottle, knocked him out. Incredible. Didn't I mean, steal it's... anything though, did they?
4: Yeah, they took twenty bucks out of my wall. That's all I had. Oh.
6: <laughs> well the cameras, it might have been security cameras That's right. goes in they, the garage.
2: They have security cameras at the entrance and exits, but you can get in numerous places in that garage. You know, as far as I got if you're you. walking, I got you. so, so like we—that was the thing. I was like, "How do you not have security?" Now, this was also like 2009, so security cameras.
6: Well, you could have done a premises liability case against the people that own the garage because you're supposed to provide adequate security there. And if there's lacking security, because there's no, you know, you see those little scooters or golf carts where the security people are in there. If there's cameras, you're supposed to have that so nobody can get hurt. So. Arguably, we could have done a premises liability. Where were you, case. Matt Inglet? Jeez, yeah,
4: really? Well, he did bring that. He brought that up. That it's like you have like reasonable, like you know, susp- not suspicion, but you you are assuming that they you're reasonably safe in an area like that, and they didn't pr- right. provide security.
6: Right, that's premises liability. So you do it at uh, apartment complexes, like if you know somebody gets raped or robbed or something like that, that you're supposed to have reasonable security. Those kinds of things.
2: We feel he also might have been raped by the three men, but he doesn't talk about it. You could yeah. have owned Playa del Carmen now if you would have just filed a lawsuit. Instead, <laughs> yeah, you're—I mean, And it was a bank, too, that owned that parking garage. Instead, you're out 20
4: bucks. <laughs> yeah, son of a bitch. A lot Get more than that. Uh, the emergency room.
6: God, that sucked. <laughs> what a bad experience. So he moved to Mexico. Is there a statute of limitations? Can you go back and sue? Um, I think it's like a couple of years, but each state's a little different, but it's usually around two years after mm. the incident takes place.
2: Might just want to look into it. You might have a day yeah. or two left. Just check it out. Yeah. Yeah. It's only been 12 years. <laughs> is, it, is it illegal for my five-year-old son to be naked out on the sidewalk?
6: Goodness gracious. What? Interesting questions. Like, why is your five-year-old son <laughs> naked out on the sidewalk anyway as the parent? Oh, if he, you're not wearing a diaper at five. My kids are in college, so I don't even remember any of this stuff. But you're not wearing a diaper. So I guess the first question is, how did the kid get out there naked? I mean, are they playing on the slip and slide and if shorts, you know, came off? It's a lot of questions, but no, it's not illegal.
2: No, it's not illegal. Let's sign Brandon Thrasher.
6: It may be illegal for the other people looking at his son, you know, afterwards, but <laughs> yeah. for the kid, it's not illegal. 30
2: years ago, you could have a kid go outside naked and it'd be cute. Now, you kid goes outside naked, and one, you don't want to look at him because you're then arrested for being a pedophile, and two, it's just creepy as
6: hell, right? It was creepy back then. It's just nobody really talked about it. Oh, is that but what was the, the case question was- is? How is your five-year-old going outside without you knowing about it, much less naked? Well, you keep him outside. I'm
4: assuming that, like, I mean, like, kids take their clothes off all the time. I'm assuming he was, like, maybe playing in the sprinkler in the front yard or something. It was like, fuck these pants. Right.
6: I mean, that's what I'm saying. I mean, <laughs> you might have one of those slidey things up there, but we need some more details for that question. But it's not illegal, but I'm a little concerned about the the kids sneaking out. Because-
2: if, I had a, if I had a nickel for every time I heard a five-year-old say, fuck these pants. <laughs>
3: <laughs>
2: oh that's
3: funny uh, now i'm worried i'm gonna walk down the street and see a naked kid and get arrested mm-hmm. oh just turn around
6: and go the other way
2: even <laughs> even pictures you know like everybody's got that baby picture of them in the, in the bathtub you know that's naked and your parents would likes to show it off or something uh or you have kids and, and you do the same and show it off i've had you know people that just had babies and they're showing me these pictures of them naked or something like that or they're changing them in front of me I get uncomfortable. I got to be honest with you. Sure.
6: I mean, if you're doing that and the person that saw it says, excuse me, I have to go to the bathroom, then you know it's a problem. But otherwise, I don't know. Why would you want to show naked pictures of your kid? I have it's not. Just, well, I got an entire album
2: of just little Johnny naked. I wanted to show you this.
6: I hope they were the ones taking the picture, not some.
2: I brought a six yeah. pack of Mike's hard lemonade over and we're just going to look at these pictures if you don't mind.
6: All right, here's. Would, it, would it be child pornography if I had a
3: picture of my own naked baby self and i no. will walking around with it? No. Okay. okay. It would just be
6: unusual.
2: No, if, <laughs> if you had, if you had a picture of Nate's baby self, maybe right.
6: Well, if it's a baby picture that he shared with you, but if you bought it on the internet, you know, that kind of stuff. It,
2: naked you know,
6: Babies for Men. com or something. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that could be a problem. On, <laughs> babies
2: only, are us. On,
6: com. <laughs> Is it a manbloom?
2: Uh, all right, so we also have a hotline set up for just general calls into the show that nobody uses, but uh, the, you do use it to, to leave messages for Manny, which we appreciate uh 404 that's the number 404 here's a,
0: a voice mail hey manny my son recently got into some trouble with his buddies they went to the gas station and two of his buddies that were in the car with him brought the store at gunpoint he never Jeez. went into the store or had any knowledge of their plan and they want to charge him too what do we need to do
6: well, I'm serious. Well, you need to definitely get a lawyer because you're looking at armed robbery charges. And if he's in the car, first of all, we need to know if the other kids made any statements because if they say he drove them or did anything to assist in this, he's what they call an accessory or party to the crime in our state. Mm-hmm. If he was just an innocent bystander, just sitting in the car going for a ride, didn't realize any of that stuff, then you're going to have to get a good lawyer to talk to the DA and get this all worked out. Hopefully there'll be video surveillance footage to show he never left the car. That he was just a passenger in the car, he didn't share in the proceeds of any of this stuff, and then things will work out. But it's going to be a difficult process. Yeah, that sucks. All right, here's another voicemail.
0: Hey, Manny, it's Joe. I got a con- got a question for you. I got a concealed carry permit. Uh, it's getting ready to expire, but with the new uh, 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 Georgia constitutional carry law that's out there, well, you don't really need one anymore. Is it, uh, is it worth it to renew my uh, concealed carry permit? Thanks.
6: Bye. That's a really good question. That's something I want to know. Well With the rules changing, I don't even know if they do concealed carry permits anymore. Anymore. So what I would do is just call them to confirm, because you want to make sure that your county didn't do anything different than the state law, because mm. sometimes you know there's some local ordinances and such. So I would just call the county office or wherever they go to get their permit and just make sure, because right now I don't think they do those anymore, but... I don't want to say just ignore. it. I would just call, check with somebody, and then go forward.
2: Also, make sure if you have numerous fire, if you have one firearm, but numerous firearms, make sure you have the serial numbers in a safe place. In case you lose them, then you can uh, report them missing. Because if they show up on the streets or in a, in a crime scene, they're coming. They're going to come talk to you. Yep. Uh, so, but if you report it missing, stolen, whatever the case may be, um, you know it, it's going to. Not saying that you're the bad
6: guy, but it's going to alleviate a lot of headaches down the road. Absolutely, because I just take a picture of anything like that. You know, it's got the serial numbers, even on the computers and stuff. I just save it as a photo, so I always have it.
2: Yeah, you got to have those serial numbers. Uh, Is it illegal for someone to use their job to find out your personal and sensitive information about an individual?
6: Well, for example, if you're a police officer and you're running criminal histories on people that you're dating, that would be illegal. But if your job is you're Google and you're looking stuff up, I'm sure there's all kinds of privacy policies. And while it may not necessarily rise to a crime based on the state you're in, it could certainly be a civil cause of action against you, depending on what you do with it. So we would need a little bit more detail as to that question. See, a lot of these, you need more details. You got to call the
2: hotline, you know, and give us a little rundown of that. Or I think there's plenty of space, right, Nate, on the website that they can yeah. give a little more backstory.
4: There actually is more detail. I think it just went on the second page, so maybe that. Oh, that I'm sorry. Is it?
2: Oh, 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 hold on. Oh, there it is. There, there it, it is. A lot more detail. This person works for social services. <laughs> wow. Ask and you shall receive. This person. <laughs> this person works for social services and printed out my application for assistance with all personal info on it, including social security number. Gave it to her sister to use in court at a, in a court ordered mediation for divorce. The employee's name, the suspect, was on the top of the page as logged in user at the agency and her sister handed the document with my info over to the attorneys. When asked where she got it, she said it was randomly mailed to her home. The sister and I both have a child by the same name and she wants her child support calculated before mine, even though my support order is almost three years old. I already contacted the agency and there's... Uh, an investigation this offender doesn't even work in the department i applied to
6: so they've done the right thing by getting that started that could be a crime because they're a government person Mm. Um, also if you have a lawyer with regards to this child support issue you should move to exclude all that because it was gained improperly and the the girlfriend's lawyer should know better than to start taking that unless they believe their client who said they just randomly got this mail to them and I would be very skeptical as to why would somebody randomly mail you your child's father's personal information that could be used in a case against them that just and how would they have gotten it. So as as that lawyer I'd be very careful what I'm doing with it. But the gentleman's lawyer should absolutely move to take it out.
2: Well the red flag is that they mailed something. I mean nobody mails anything anymore. So, so.
6: Oh, I mean, maybe she meant email, and they just use mail. I mean, who?
2: Yeah.
6: This is a this is a fib story. This is totally fabricated. Nobody mails
2: anything anymore. You lie. You
6: crack the case, but yeah, it's like I'm in a civil dispute with somebody over <laughs> child custody, and the, the good information just magically, randomly came to me.
2: Yeah. Right. All right. Uh, Aurora Law Firm. The Aurora Law Firm. Com. That is the website if you need Manny and his uh, plenty of uh, attorneys there in his office. their assistants specializing in criminal law and stars of Netflix shows. All right. So if you're any of those, Manny or he's your man. Right? The, All right. The you
6: guys op- need you to start a hashtag. Do Anna Delvey part two so I can actually be in it or have somebody play my role. That would be awesome.
2: No, I, I what was the idea I pitched uh, in. Uh, invent, reinventing, reinventing Anna. Yeah. I, that, that's the idea. That'd be great. So, I mean, I, 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 there's no way I'm the only one that's thought of that idea. I wish that I knew how to, do, well, I've got contact with her. I mean, we could, <laughs> if I can find a production crew, you know, uh, then we could do it, but I, I don't know. I would need to, to, to producers and director, I don't know how to do it. Well, I want stuff.
6: the viewers to call in or email you who should play me. Ooh. I've thrown Benicio del Toro out there. A no, bit. great actor though,
2: but no, yeah. he, he, Javier
6: Bardem. He plays a, a good bad guy. Yeah. Well, you're Indian. You're not. Yeah, but there's not too many. I mean, I <clears> can't <throat> have Aziz Ansari play me. That would that's be what ridiculous. I was going to say. Aziz no, Ansari,
2: no. or uh, Hi,
4: or <laughs> the <laughs> the Indian lawyer that's already in Inventing Nana.
6: Yeah, he looks
2: just like you. Because <clears throat> that's what I thought when I'm watching it. I'm going. Oh, my God, you were in the original one because he looks ju- – I mean, a lot of times these shows don't have big actors or
6: actresses. Right. Julia Garner wasn't a huge deal until Ozarks kind of took off. Right, but she was a big deal when she did this one because Ozark was already rocking a couple of seasons into this thing.
2: What, was Oz- Was Ozark – is it Ozark or Ozarks? Ozarks. Ozark. Ozark, singular? singular? K. Well, I know what's with a K, you dumbass. Right. Is there an S at the end or not? <laughs>
4: No, there is in real life, but on the show it's just Ozark.
2: Okay, just Ozark. Okay. Was Ozark, the popularity of Ozark, there when Inventing Anna came out so people knew who Julia Gardner is from her character Ruth?
4: Yeah, because it just I think the season finale or the
2: is a season finale or is a series
4: over. A series finale, yeah. A series, yeah. Yeah, the series finale was happening right when Inventing Anna was coming out.
6: Hmm. I think she was a big deal after the first season cuz that lady can just act, you know, especially with that oh, pixie yeah. haircut and the rednecky thing in the trailer on the on the lake. That was just fantastic. Do
2: you think that you could go to the... are you friends with the judge? Do you know the judge? No. Okay. Do you have contact? Can you get get in contact with him? The judge? Yeah.
6: I mean, if there's a hearing or something scheduled, yeah, they're not just Who know, would we have to
2: talk to to see if we can get her at Podcast Imports, too? Uh,
6: the immigration judge. Okay. <laughs> and the immigration lawyers from the DOJ to basically say we lift the, Just for the one night. house arrest issue for one night so she can come out here. We'll give her a furlough for one night to come to podcast and pours.
2: May I ask <laughs> that you put that request in?
6: I'll follow something in there. It'll be like Please. exceptional emergency motion.
2: Yeah. Like she can come as herself and totally win the Halloween costume
6: contest. As long as she wears the glasses. Yeah,
2: she's got to wear in, the, in the, the dress and the pearl. Like, yeah, totally. Do you think that they would do something like that?
6: Uh, probably not, but... No. <laughs> I can try to use my influence. But a lot of the stuff that they dressed up as in the show, that's not her. But
2: see, here's the thing. Is she would go if this was the only thing they allowed her to do.
6: Absolutely. I'd do it to get out of the house. It's like she's on permanent COVID quarantine.
2: I'm not saying that, you know, like, I'm, I'm, I'm stressing because I want this thing to be sold out. If Anna Delvey is going to show up. Ugh,
6: we could have a giant TV screen and just, uh, we do just have one zoom there. it in. No, 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 no. I want her there, there. Yeah, that's going to require a lot of effort. Just shoot an email out to these people. Well, why don't we just call the ICE director, whoever it is now, and say, just give us an exception. Oh, uh, can we vanilla. make a giant do- donation to somebody and we can get that done?
2: Rob Van Winkle. He's in charge of it, right? Yeah. yeah he's yep. in charge of the ICE program. <laughs> no, that's <laughs> right. <laughs> okay, com. Uh, thank you so uh, Seriously, joking aside, thank you so much for setting that up. That was huge. Um, it, it'd be nice to actually, I don't, I don't want to push my luck. I know I've already asked her to come to our podcast in Porsche too, but it would be nice to have her on for longer if we could sure, possibly set
6: the schedule it a little better.
2: Yeah. If, if, if that can happen, cause I want to talk to her about like as a kid and I want to get into that kind of stuff. That's right, the stuff like the that's whole, really interesting. The
6: whole story from soup to nuts, as they say,
2: soup to nuts. That's how we roll here on the show. All right. Bye, Manny. Thanks for stopping in, buddy. Sure. See you. Thank you. Bye guys.
0: Hold up. Wait a minute. Let's hear from our
2: sponsors. Look, doing a new kitchen or bath, that's a big undertaking, right? So you want to go to somebody that's like a one-stop shop, like UCI Kitchen and Bath. They've been Atlanta's number one cabinet, granite, and quartz fabricator and installer for the past 20 years. That's what I'm talking about, a one-stop shop. Uh, They provide the installation of whatever you buy. Speaking of, you mentioned the BS, the Bailey Show podcast, and you're getting 10% off your regularly priced countertops. That's a nice little savings, right? You can visit the Norcross, Georgia showroom location, let their design team transform your kitchen and bathroom into a beautiful and functional environment to fit your personality. It's just upping your property value. You can get with all the latest trends because they got them right there on the showroom. Servicing all of Georgia and parts of Alabama, Tennessee, North Carolina, South Carolina, and Florida. How do you get a hold of them? very simple ucigranite.com the letters u c i the word granite.com help you help your business get to the next level and you do that by incorporating create graphics in there whether it's vehicle wraps corporate events you might be having interior exterior events graphic design and apparel create graphics is a full service graphics company that specializes in graphic design wide format printing and graphic installation excellent customer service where every project is going to get that one-on-one experience from start to finish create graphics.net c-r-e-a-t-e-g-r-a-p-h-i-x.net we can call 770-369-9962 770-369-9962
4: son of a bitch
1: i'll be loving you forever just as long as you subscribe to the bailey show nobody is going to say. If you like what you hear, then get a full seven days a week plus of new content by subscribing. PodcastTheBS.com. It's better than
0: radio. And back to you, Jason. Let
2: me ask you, do you think, you know, with the first segment talking about the stuff that I did at my mother's place, and it was, it was overwhelming for her. There's no doubt about that. She's 76 years old. I come in and I'm like, dude, you need air. You need internet. We need to get this fixed. We need to get the shower fixed. We need a new garage thing. Blah, blah, blah.
3: Was that rude? To fix up your mother's house?
2: Yeah, like in three days. I mean, I did a lot. Or I should say I had a lot done in three days a lot. Uh, and I, and I, I started to think about it because I, I said to her, I go, I know this is overwhelming. She goes, this is, she was very thankful, extremely grateful. I mean, she broke down and cried. I mean, she just, it wouldn't have happened if I, if I didn't, if I didn't show up, right. Me and my wife, my family. Um, but I was thinking, I'm like, you know, a lot of times when, when people are so used to something, even if they're without some necessities that most of us, if not all of us, take for granted. You just come in and start, like, changing stuff. I don't even think I asked her. I just think I did it. Uh, is that rude?
3: Uh, I don't think so.
4: Yeah, I, I mean, don't think so either, unless she said something about it or, or made a comment or anything. I mean, who doesn't
3: want help? I don't think she enjoyed her garage door not working and no AC. The only thing I could see is maybe the AC, because, you know, older people kind of like it hot.
2: But she, she was like, I'm going to keep this on 80. I'm like, you're going to what? <laughs>
3: why did we fix it? <laughs> That's what I said. I go,
2: why did we, why did we even fix it? Oh, we get the airflow. I got it. She was like, oh, I get cold easily. You know, it's just like my grandmother. I wore a sweater in the summer and drank hot coffee everywhere she went. It's what happens when you get older, I guess. You, you, your blood flow. I don't know. It's like, if I walked into your place, Nate, in Mexico, and you've got this small little, you know, as the women would say, cute. A little bungalow type of loft type of place uh, in downtown Playa, in the the main part of Playa del Carmen. I don't say downtown, but the main part of Playa del Carmen. If I walked in there and I'm like, I, I know you don't have much space, man, but I really think I could help you. I, I'm going to go up here and I'm going to grab this this couch that folds out to a bed because I want to get rid of your bed and I want to put like a a desk area in here. And I do that, and I just do it. You're like, dude, what mm-hmm. are you what are you Whoa. doing? Yeah, but, it, I mean, if,
4: it, if it like, my fridge was broken or, you know, my window was broken and I couldn't close it or something, then, yeah, I wouldn't have a problem with that. I mean, if you were trying to say, like, these drapes are ugly as shit, you need to get rid of them, I'm buying you some new ones, then, yeah, I might be a little offended
1: there. <laughs>
2: <laughs> but if your refrigerator's not working, I'm like, I got you, man, got the streets, got a bunch of them, well, let me go grab you one. You'd be like, thanks, dude, appreciate it, right? Yeah. Yeah, I think
3: so. Just, just, I don't think you really change this stuff. You're just kind of fixing stuff. But if you went in there and like started remodeling our kitchen and stuff and then like changing everything and throwing shit away, and then that might be a little rude. But if Uh, you're just fixing broke stuff, I don't think that's rude.
2: Well, we did throw some stuff away. Um, we did, you know, we took a lot of stuff, obviously. And, uh, yeah, I mean, it was all for the better, but it's overwhelming. And the older you get, the more. Not willing to kind of be, hey, just go ahead and do it. You know, I mean, you see those shows on TV, like the hoarder shows, right? Not saying my mother's a hoarder, but you know, those like hoarder shows, and it's like pulling teeth to try to get anything done because they're so they 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 don't realize that it's not healthy for them, but they have a system, and it's like the chicken Tommy boy, you know, it's like God, I only wish you could get a filing cabinet, man, you know, it's like, well, this is my system. And, you know, you get to a point in your life where it's a system. We all have systems. We all have things that we do that are probably not compatible with nine out of ten people that you might know. It's like, but that's just the way it works for you. I know I am. I got plenty of systems. You guys know that. And, and, And you guys also know because you've told me numerous times. It just doesn't work for everybody. You know, so. But everybody's got systems. The older you get, it, the harder it is to, you know, you can't teach an old dog new tricks kind of thing. That's what I'm saying. So I just didn't I didn't know if it came yeah. across rude or not.
3: Well, yeah, in that case, I would I would say just, you know, it's probably best you get it done in those three days versus dragging it out, and then she might be changing her mind, like, we well, don't do this. And then at least you got it all done in, you know, three days or so. Yeah. Okay. I got yeah. you.
4: Yeah, and I don't know if it's rude, but you might want to think about how, like, You're trying to make her life like your life is and or how all of ours might be where we enjoy like you getting her Internet and a Roku and and looking at her cell phone and everything like that, that that might be something that they're more set in their ways for. Like the, we want those things, but they might not want those. She might be perfectly happy getting movies from the library. The other stuff might be too confusing for her. So I would do it in baby steps instead of trying to like open her world up to this new technology. She's never even heard of.
2: So this is why I asked the question to actually two different reasons. One, I've got this list in this article that are the, the, the 10 rudest things you could do to someone else's house. Okay. And I'm like checking off all the boxes. But it doesn't give you like a caveat of like, well, you didn't tell us that she was your 76 year old estranged mother that didn't have X, you know, A, B and C. Um, but I, I, I text her. I didn't say this when I was down there, but it, she's got this like she she calls it her she shed in her, in her back little yard area. And there's only two things in it. There's a Christmas tree, uh, you know, a fake Christmas tree. And there's a fireplace. And I, I'm guessing it probably plugs in or something, but it's like a big kind of thing. It's nice, you know. It's it's a pretty piece, but it's just sitting in there. She's like, yeah, you know, like a lot of things. I haven't been able to get around. I haven't gotten around to doing it. I haven't gotten around to doing. it. I'm gonna do it. So with this small area that she lives in, I was like, well, I, I I I can I need space. You know, there's this one. She's got big furniture, and she's only got like two big pieces of furniture in this small space that takes up most of the space. Now, one of the pieces ain't going anywhere because it's just filled with coffee pots, not coffee pots, but teapots and, tea, you know, like these collectible things. Damn thing, it's a beast. It's like old German furniture. Damn, it's a beast. It's staying put. But across the room, which is not far, I mean, we're talking like maybe 12 feet, there's this chunky old school, and it's not that nice of a piece, uh, armoire. You know, where you, you know used to back in the day, you'd put your TVs in and stuff like that. It's just taking a space. There's no need for it when we could put the TV on the wall, right? So it's like, well, here's what I'm thinking. What I'll do is if she'll part with that piece, which is changing her whole world, right? I'll get the fireplace. I'll install it over there. I'll put it there and I'll hang the TV over the fireplace. You know, I'll get an outlet put into the wall and then we'll put the TV up there. That'd be nice. And, uh, and so I text her and I said, would you be willing to part with, you know, that piece? And she goes, maybe this is the first time, you know, in the last couple of days that she said like, no, or maybe everything else has been just fine. So it's like, Oh, I think I overstepped my boundaries. I swear to God, I'm just trying to help. And so I was like, okay, well, you know, think about it and let me know. Just clear up some space because I, I, I kind of wanted to get you a new couch and do a little sectional there so you can, you know, enjoy your TV so you have something to do and it's comfortable. She goes, well, I like my little area. I was like, oh, shit. Yeah, you know, so that's, that's why I'm asking. like, oh, shit, I fucked that up. I overstepped my boundaries. You know, because the number one thing on, on this list of the, the 10 rudest things you could do in someone's house is moving things around. <laughs> like, I, that's, that's all I did when I was down there you know they're talking about like rearranging the cupboards or saying something like that chair should really go over there it'd be better over there and I did that too uh Rachel did it too my mother has got okay this is a very small place and in the middle of the walking area where you might put a dining room ta- or a, k- a small kitchenette table or something but it's the only like kind of common space and it's not very large again. She's got from the ceiling hanging all of her pots and pans. Again, that used to be a thing back in the day. You would get these really nice copper pots and stuff. But it, you, you do that when you have a large kitchen and they usually hang very high over uh, an island, you know, that's got a butcher block countertop, right? That's the look. This is just hanging in the middle of a common space. So every time you walk through it, it's like you're at a haunted house and you're hitting your head and you're. You know, we're at some gypsy's house. And (laughs) here's... You know, I'm six foot three. These things drop... Like, there's at least a foot of pots in my face when I walk. So you got to dodge it and walk around it. So Rachel's like, I can't do it. We got to move this. It's like, well, just be careful. So she asks, and she says, yeah, I'd be willing to move that, you know. So we're going to move that. You know, we're going to put that somewhere else. Uh, We'll figure it out. So... (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Well, I
4: mean she's probably not having a lot of parties. If she's happy with the way she's living, then yeah. I mean, I think you're doing the right thing. You're just, you're asking. You're not just, uh, this is what we're going to do. So I think, yeah, you got to ask because people, people like how they have their house set up. And if you're not having a bunch of people over, who cares?
2: Well, I, I, yeah, I did. I asked, I, and I was very polite about it. And you know, and I I said, you know, numerous times, so I'm not trying to be disrespectful. Um, but I think I can help you out here and, you know, just give this a thought and let me know if this will work for you. And that's kind of the terminology I used, you know, because I know it's very sensitive and I didn't want to embarrass her by no stretch of the imagination because there's nothing to be embarrassed about. And, uh, it worked out well, but you know, I'm going through this list and I'm like, Jesus, man, I checked off like half these fucking boxes. (laughs) I hope I didn't leave. And she's like, well, at least I got some free AC out of this, but Jesus, I should have left the past in the past. Damn kid came in and ruined my world. <laughs> uh, overstaying your welcome was another thing. 10 rudest things you could do to someone's house. That's when you're like there for a party like Brandon. Brandon's perfect example. That's what, he, that was coming. <laughs> that's, that's what he does when he's at my house and I'm having a party. He overstays his welcome. He doesn't get
3: and when everybody leaves. He leaves. Hey, I told you, man, just let us know. Let us know when the time is up and we will be gone.
2: Oh, that night in particular, I did numerous times, and you still wouldn't leave. I had to go, I had to go catch you stealing my beer, in which you fought me on—not physically, but you argued with me in front of the people that were still there—that it wasn't my beer, at my house.
3: Well, we just knew you weren't gonna drink it. We'd hate for that delicious beer to go to waste. You it know, I was gonna sit in the cupboard for years.
2: Well, whether I drink it or not is not the point. You don't steal beer from someone's house.
3: Now that's disrespectful. Not drinking beer when someone brings it to you.
2: Well, we did drink the beer and I refrigerated the beer as I do with any beer that's brought to my house. Cause I believe pontoon, that was a gift from pontoon. And, and then when we have our next party, we have beer, I don't have to go buy it. So I mean, beer doesn't, anyway, go, beer doesn't go bad.
3: We left you a couple. Uh, it goes bad. Oh,
2: well, yeah, but not for like, it's like nuclear war stuff, like not for 50 years, right? No. Uh,
4: like IPAs, maybe like 30 to 60 days. Well, that's ridiculous. Probably, yeah. You've yeah. <laughs> <Well, laughs> been ruined. Well, some, some of them you can. Don't be shocked you're if
2: you're them. invited to my house for a soiree and you get bad beer. Okay? <laughs> 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 hiding, hiding or ignoring a mess, like if you spill wine on the rug, just make sure you tell them about it. That's something else Brandon probably does. He's like, oh, shit, man. Uh, accidentally peed on his carpet. I ain't gonna say a word. Put uh, I put a booger in his pillow. <laughs> Just shot out of my nose. I ain't gonna go find it.
4: Uh, <laughs> I remember I was when I was a kid I was watching my neighbor's dog and I just had to go over and let him out and everything and he was down in the basement and I went over there and he had shit everywhere in the basement so I just I hid the poop in like some boxes in their basement and I never oh. told him
3: <laughs> <laughs> so you had to pick it up and put it in a box but just... Yeah, <laughs> like...
4: I did. well I think I like flicked it into this box with like a stick or something
2: <laughs> what a dick uh, this is one I'm going to disagree on Everyone does this. No one can convince me that they don't do this. Snooping, rifling through the medicine cabinet, going through drawers, uh, anywhere you can go and take a peek that you shouldn't look is considered rude, and you shouldn't do it when you're at someone else's house. Yeah, I don't. I don't think I've ever done that. Uh, the, everybody's done it,
4: dude. You go into somebody's, uh, at least you're like a pill head or something. What are you looking in their? like medicine cabinet for could steal some modium ad (laughs) yeah
2: yeah, but it's like while looking at a car crash i mean you're not hoping someone's dead but if you see a body you're like that's kind of cool it's it's just one of those it's curiosity you go through people's if everybody has gone in at some point in their life to someone else's bathroom and looked at their medicine cabinet when you go to an airbnb don't tell me you don't do this or a hotel
3: you don't go through all the drawers Oh, I do. Yeah. See if I find money or something cool in there. Weed money? Yeah, sure. Everybody. Yeah, maybe if uh,
4: Airbnb, just to see what they have like if I need like, oh, they got a first aid kit. That's good to have. But in a hotel, I mean, when they got a Bible in the in the drawer. That's about it usually.
2: I know damn well people try to go through my stuff at at, at the cabin. You know, cuz we Probably. have the owner stuff locked up, but we'll go and check it and you'll see that it's been tugged on a couple times. Well, well, maybe if you tug on five or six times, the lot comes off. No, no, not like that. <laughs> Bringing in an, uh, an uninvited plus one. That's a Brandon move right there. You know, you're at a party, doing a weekend visit, and like, hey, B, watch come over for the weekend? We're going to go swim in the lake, and then we're going to go fish, and then go shoot ducks and deer. Cool, man. Like an old buddy from high school or something.
3: <laughs> I, mean, I think it depends. If it's a party, uh, you can probably bring whoever, but – it's just like a little get-together, and they're like, hey, it's just, you know, all of us are getting together. Probably don't bring someone. You show up at this guy's house, like two of your buddies, your new buddies.
2: Hey, man, I thought we were going to hang out. We are going to talk about the old days. What the fuck, man? I ain't got one gun to get
3: out. Who need people? Well, that's Fred. And
2: Frederick. know yeah. <laughs> Frederick. <laughs> Freddy's. uh. Yeah, the, the don't assume the more the merrier is, is the thing. Even at a party, like if you're invited to a party, I hate this when people bring strange people to my house. I'll turn you away if I invite you, and I think I think I banned you. But if I ever invite you again to my house for for a party or something, and you bring somebody I don't know, you're not welcome inside. What I never did that. No, I'm not saying he did, but it's oh, okay. Nate, it's something he'd do, right?
4: Yeah, totally. But a lot of people do that to your house and they usually just come on in.
2: <laughs> that's not true. I, I very rarely. Who gave, can you well, one person, but
4: uh, <laughs> Well, there there was the um the guy and the girl that looked like Caleb. Yeah, that's the, one the thing, That's I'm thinking of. Yeah. And then um Rachel's uh friend or whatever that came over that one time that you had to give us a heads up about. Um, yeah, but that's like her childhood. childhood.
2: That's her childhood friend. Yeah,
4: but she never met any of these people.
2: Um, I met, I met her man, before. I met her before.
4: Probably some service people that just showed up uh, for some Christmas dinner or something.
2: Oh, <laughs> well, actually, you are right. I've had yeah, or like Ariel's friends' parents will will show up. I'm like, oh yeah, that too. Who, who yeah, but the, you're right though. You do
4: need to ask. Hey, we were going to a party here, and it was like a friend that knew these friends that we were going to a party, and Alexis said like invite her, and I was like, did you ask first? She's so like, oh, no, they're always just like, yeah, like, you know, everybody's welcome or whatever. I'm like, you, you still got to ask, though. Even if they say everybody's welcome, you got to ask if that specific person's okay.
2: Exactly. Thank you. I agree. Showing up and then telling them about diet uh, dietary restrictions. Plans have already been made at that point, so you can't eat the food they made because you're gluten-free. Uh, that's on you, not on them. I do, add, like... I don't know, it's, it's, it's kind of a fine, like, I've got that story when I was over at Diamond Dallas Page's Christmas party one year, and we brought a cake, and we didn't realize everybody was fucking gluten-free over there, and we just put it on the counter, and this lady starts yelling at me. She's like, did you bring this? I said, yes, ma'am, I did. She goes, it's not gluten-free, is it? No. You've got to put a sign on that. Like, okay, well, I didn't know that. Yeah. Okay, relax. You know, there wasn't instructions in the, you know, I'm just automatically supposed to know that everything's gluten-free. It's great that you live gluten-free. I just didn't know that. I'm sorry. But you can't roll up afterwards. Like if I'm throwing the party, you come over and I've got a, you know, a sharp coochie board up there with all these meats going, oh my God, I can't even be around those meats. I'm a vegetarian. Well, go fuck yourself. Find a different party. This is my house. If I come to your house and all you got is veggies and fish or whatever, I got to deal with that. This is my party, my house, my house, my house.
4: <laughs> yeah, you can't be, you'd have to I don't even know. I think that's just rude to say anything in general. Like, sorry, this is what we're serving. I'm sorry. You don't want to eat it, but you don't need to make, I, I'll, i maybe I don't like beets, but I'm not going to like say, Oh, are these beets on here?
2: I can't have that. Oh, <laughs> it'd be great if my name was Andre and it'd be beats by Dre. That'd be cool. <laughs> they'd be like <laughs> yeah. the chewy beats. Anyway, feeding their pets from the table, feeding their pets from the table is always ask first. Those just don't do it at all. I have, I don't like that either. Now the, the hypocrisy is, is we do it. Like we're those, we're, I mean, we're really good dog owners, but when it comes to the, the stuff that we're not supposed to do, we do it. We, you know, we pamper our dogs. So, but like I've had people come to our house, like Ariel's friends or something, and they'll feed our dogs from the table. Because the dogs are begging, and you know, So it's yeah. it's kind of like, you know, it's your fault for making the dogs like that. But you just don't, you got to ask somebody. Like, you shouldn't just give a treat. Even when you go into pet stores, the good pet stores, especially the boutique ones, they'll ask if it's okay to give them the treat. And they'll kind of explain what the treat is. Because you know, the dog might have allergies or something like that.
4: Yeah. And that happens a lot when we have people watch our dogs. Um, We all tell them, we don't really feed them and it's not even the table it's just people food in general try not to feed them those things and they'll they'll either do it or they'll do it right in front of you and i think their mindset is like well, they didn't say anything to me so it must be okay, but you as a, a dog owner, you, you're kind of, it's kind of awkward if it's a friend or family and you don't want to say anything like, hey, like you don't want to scold your family, so it's it's an awkward situation, but they think it's okay and it's like, no, you should always ask regardless of how close you are to that person.
2: Hey, can I I'm just going to go ahead and feed my newborn child to your python if you don't mind. Just to, yeah.
4: <laughs> want to see. and when they they feed him something from the table, it's never like, oh, I just gave him a carrot. They're like, oh, can he have this T-bone steak? Is that fine? <laughs> can he have one of these uh, bread knots with marinara on top? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> can he have this slice
2: of double chocolate cake with some uh, grapes on it? I just made him a little plate down here. I thought it was cool. Put a napkin around like a hanky. That's cool. <laughs> Disrespecting house rules. It says there's 10 things, but I only have nine on here, I think. Is there one on the back? No. Is there one on the back? Oh, yeah, there's one on the back. Okay. Uh, disrespecting house rules. Big fan of this, obviously. Very rude. Don't fucking smile. I hate when you do that damn smile, Brandon. The damn condescending, smart-ass, redneck fucking smile you do. <laughs> you you might not have rules in your house because you live like a poverty uh, I have rules at my house because I'm an intellect and I'm classy, man. And so you have to whatever, even if you don't like the rules, shoes off at the door, you take your fucking shoes off at the door and don't and you do they even silly stuff. That's one thing that I never understood. My second stepdad had all these rules in this house. I thought they were stupid. One of the rules was you couldn't wear a hat inside. And I was like, well, what? Um, and uh, I just thought that was silly. So I did it anyway. And he yelled at me all the time. It caused a big problem. But he grew up in a, you know, the, 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 the right way, you know, where it's disrespectful to wear the hat at the table or the indoors. I mean, I still think that's the right way. But we just don't, th- those, those are outdated, right? You know, they're, they're kind of right. outdated. But those were his rules. That's how he was raised. It's his house. You have to abide by those rules. Just like I have rules at my house and Brandon always breaks them. That's why I, I always kick him out.
3: I didn't break any last time.
2: You stole my beer. I didn't know that was a rule. The,
3: there, there, yeah, the craft beer that you were not going to drink and it was going to go bad.
2: Rule number one at Bailey's house, don't steal things. Okay.
3: will put that on the list. That, that, also, sign.
2: that also means don't take things home with you that aren't yours. Okay. Can you remember that?
3: Yeah. Yeah, I'll let your beer just sit there and go bad.
2: All right. That, rule number two, I, don't suck any of my dog's nipples. All right.
3: Hey, I only peed outside that one time, too. Twice. You can't be getting on me that.
2: You peed in my yard twice. Same night. Same night.
3: First time I didn't get caught. Second time I did. That's when I realized it was a rule.
2: Number nine, showing up empty-handed. Like going to a party not bringing a bottle of wine or a six-pack. I know you guys do not agree with this. You don't think that's rude. It is rude. I invite you over. You know that I'm footing the bill for a lot of it. You can contribute outside of what you're drinking.
3: Yeah, yeah, I, mean, yeah, yeah. I brought the Bud Light. I mean, other people drank it too. I saw a lot of people with Bud Light in their hand.
2: And that's fine. If you oh, want, open. if you, if you want to
4: have a potluck, say you are having a potluck. Otherwise, you invited me over for dinner. If you invite <laughs> me to dinner
2: at a restaurant, do I have to pay for the bill? No, because you invited me. Well, we're not talking about dinner. Yeah, dinner is fine. I'm not expecting you to bring food over, but for, but for a party, you're supposed to. Like, if I'm having a Christmas party, like my friend Carly has a, her her husband Tom have a great Christmas party every year. And every year we bring them, you know, liquor, like he's a big whiskey guy. So we'll bring him whiskey. We'll bring her a bottle of wine or we'll bring him something. We'll bring him a basket because they invited us over. And I know the spread that they're going to have is amazing. And plus it's Christmas. That's what you do. Right. So, you know, and here's the, here's how you can benefit off this. You know, Brandon, start throwing a Christmas party. People, if they've got any type of class, they'll bring you liquor or something every time.
3: What if they go and I'm just like, well, shit, guys, we really ain't got nothing. Else. I was hoping on y'all to bring all the shit. We, well, we you're just gonna one bottle of Jack Daniels.
2: You're going to have to do something, and knowing you, you he's would be like, hey, man, the Fritos and the dip are over there. You know, just come on in. We got Fritos. Do you have anything else? Uh, I think uh, some beanie weenies in the, the uh, freezer if you want to heat them up.
4: No, Brandy would have like the the Charlie Brown Thanksgiving, and they're having like toast and popcorn and jelly beans and pretzels and shit. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Throw it together. Let's do this.
2: <laughs> uh the last thing on the list of the ten <laughs> rudest things you could do in someone else's house is expecting a tour. Some people apparently want to do the whole let me give you a tour thing, but let the host offer. Don't ask for one. That that happened so that's kind of tricky, you know. You go into a house. Um, we were in somebody's house the other day, friend of ours that just had a lot of work done to it. And people want to brag about their reno's. I know I always have been. You know, you don't want to brag to like a like a dick brag, like you know, like, look at me, I've got a bidet. You know, I just put in a urinal, and with I like got urinal cake. You know, you're not like that. But you're like, hey, look, I, I want to show you what we did. Because people most people enjoy that. You guys might not, but most adults know. enjoy that. No, rich people enjoy that. That's not true. That's not necessarily true.
4: Yeah. Well, yeah, but that's because homeowners only rich people have big houses where you would need a a tour to go through it. Nobody's like I mean, it's like the, the Jeffrey Dahmer uh special or whatever is like, Don't you want a tour of the apartment? And it's like Where (laughs) it's like we're
2: in the room. Well, yeah. I mean, if it's a one bedroom apartment, I understand. I'm not rich and I don't have a large house, but uh, there's my studio, for example, which is in the basement. I'll bring, Hey, look, let me show you what I did down here. I'll bring them down to the studio and show them the studio. People like that. They think it's cool. It's a cool room.
4: yeah, but that's because that's not normal. I mean, like that's not a, a normal room that you have in your house. That is cool. But if it's just like a regular house, you're going over some somebody's ranch house, they're not like, hey, do you mind if I have a tour of this place? Can you show me around? Like, who the fuck cares? <laughs> and it's it's not rich people. It's homeowners. Rich. It's a homeowner thing. No, I mean, it's rich people. Because uh, like I was saying, if you just have like an average, you know, middle income house, you're not asking for a tour of it. Nobody, nobody does that.
2: That's that's not true. Like if you just do a, even if you have a cookie cutter house and I'm not even going to throw out a price for the house, I learned my lesson on that, but you have a just a a normal middle income cookie cutter house million dollar house. Well, nowadays, yeah, but, (laughs) but, but still, you know, that's whatever. Um, and, and you just redid your, your bathroom, whether you did it or somebody else did it, you know, it doesn't matter. You, you go in there and you're like, hey, I, you know, I just redid this bathroom. Let me show it to you. You're not rich. I know plenty of not rich people. Actually, I don't know a lot of rich people, but I know a bunch of people that have done reno Renault stuff. A lot of it, they did themselves, and they want to show it off. And they live yeah, in a the, 1,200 the on square foot is, house. It,
4: but the thing on the list is people asking for a tour of your house. I'm just saying that is not a normal thing that somebody would do unless it is a mansion or or something extremely nice.
2: So, well, okay, so now you got to define like tour. Is it a tour of like one room or the tour of the house? like when you when I, when you hear tour, you think of that scene and something about Mary when they go into Owen Wilson's house and he's like yeah, you know, I was able to salvage all this wood from an old shipyard and (laughs) that kind of thing. And the house just goes (laughs) on and on and on. That's a tour. But to show off things in a house is not a rich person thing. To show off a bathroom reno, to show off a basement reno, a studio, a special room, a place maybe that you redid your Star Wars room, or you just, uh, you know, you you got a gym in your house now, or you turn your garage into a gym or a guest room or something like that, as the, as the homeowner, you're probably going to want to show it off, because it it kind of gives you something to talk about, right? And then mm-hmm. as a guest, you ask to see it because it's polite, knowing that most people are going to want to show it off. It's very odd if you go into a house and they just did some renos, and you go, "Hey, I'd like to see it," and they go, "Whoa, no, 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 nobody sees that." It's just very odd, like. <laughs> Okay. Yeah, but nobody's talking.
4: You're you're just specifically talking about reno's for some reason. They're just talking about seeing seeing your house, going into a house and being like, "Hey, can you show me all your rooms? Well, you see I, your bathroom."
2: I'm saying reno because when you go on a tour of a house, usually like our house, we've renoed the entire house. So if some if we give somebody a tour of our house, we'll say, "Oh my God, this used to be this. There used to be a staircase there. There's there's a hidden room in here." We'll give them the whole story. Right. I mean, it's a very quick nickel tour, but we've renoed this entire house. So we're very proud of the changes that we've made. That's what I consider, that's what I'm thinking of a tour. Your well,
4: tour is usually when you go to someone's house you've never been to before. And if they want you to see the house, they'll say, hey, you want me to show you around? You want a tour or whatever? You know, like they're they're showing you the house you haven't seen. I don't think it's, it's mainly for like Renault's. But yeah, if you have Renault's something, obviously you're going to say, yeah, check out my uh, my
2: my core caddy shed. I got out in the side. Yeah, I show that baby off all the time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right, so I'm not rude with my mom's house, but according to whatever, uh, this was in the Huffington Post, by the way, if you want to know the source, those are the different rude things to do. Um, Before we get to one question with Brandon, just again, another push, uh, we're creeping up, you know, we're what. We're just under two weeks away from Podcast pours 2. So I hope everybody that's planning on buying tickets, you know, good weekend, by the way. Thanks for those that, 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 you know, got the tickets and whatnot over the weekend. But please, if you're about to buy tickets, buy tickets. Uh, you're stressing me out. You really are. I've done everything I possibly can. There's something extra I'm adding to this. I think we're going to be able to add this. But there's, um, I've done everything I can to make this a great party. I really can. Not only myself, but the people at Tannery Row and Buford were having it on Saturday, October 29th, starting immediately after the UGA game. You can get there early, watch the UGA game if you want. And if the Mets are in the playoffs, I mean, if the Braves are in the playoffs, um, we'll have that on the TVs as well. So you'll be able to watch that. But we'll have the Verve Pipe is headlining Distinct Grace, also performing a live DJ early in the evening. We'll do a live recording of, uh, a special podcast and pours two show a Hallowversary show we'll have the haunted vendor village with some amazing, amazing sponsors that have already purchased the table. And if you want to be a part of that um, I've got a couple spots left and uh, you can be there and, and make some friends because I got companies like the Georgia hemp company uh, inspect all pest services, hobo fire Watkins law firm and my karma creations. They'll have tables over there. We'll have a merch tent with brand-new merchandise. There will be a bar in that area as well. VIP tickets are $100. Bucks. You get free food, so don't worry about dinner. We got you. And uh, you also get a free drink ticket. You get some special seating area not only to chill but also to watch uh, the Verve Pipe and Distinct Grace. GA, great seats. Get in the door. Get a, to be a, Like a lot of Halloween parties, just in general, like if you're going into the Metro, they're going to be charging you 60 plus dollars just to get in the door. It's Halloween. You know, I thought for, yeah. I thought I thought the charge 40 dollars was more than fair to throw this party and to book a national band like the Verve Pipe and also have a second band and also provide a, a discounted hotel rates if you want to stay up there. You know, we've got a room up there. So, I mean, I did everything I possibly can. To make this the best Halloween party you've ever been to. We've got two Halloween costume contests. We've got, of course, a normal one. $500 you can enter the night of. Just look for the sign up. I'll get on the microphone and I'll tell everybody about that. And then, of course, our very own. Dollar
3: store. (laughs) Less is more. Halloween costume contest.
2: And if you want to be a part of that, you have to sign up in advance. Podcastthebs.com uh $500 goes to the winner. I got to tell you, I'm only taking a handful of people for that one. Right now, I've got less than a handful of people signed up. So your chances of winning $500 that night are pretty good. You spend $15 at any type dollar type of store, right? And uh and make sure you bring your receipt with you and you got to be like I said signed up in advance and show me the receipt. We'll check off everything. And winner winner take all, five hundred bucks. But we'll have something for everybody. We want to add, and, and we have we we bought the stuff already. We want to add a balloon drop at midnight. So were were you guys at my house for New Year's when we had the balloon drop?
3: No, Oh that was uh, cool.
2: I don't think so. We had a we had a really badass New Year's Eve party one year, and we had a balloon drop from our upstairs, you know, because it overlooks downstairs. Yeah, and it, it was just, there's nothing in the balloons. It's just balloons. It was like midnight, and like, 10, 9, eight, five, four, 3, 2, 1, Happy New Year! And then I pulled the thing, and the balloons fell, and, and everybody's kissing each other. You know, I kind of think. So we wanted to do a balloon drop, but we want to put uh, prizes in them. So I've got to find stuff to put in there, and, uh, and then we I'm going to have Brandon and Def August blow them up by hand the entire time.
3: No, I'm just kidding. Well,
2: well, you're probably going to, I'm going to need help, but we're going to have, we're going to have a tank to do it. Oh, so. no helium. Oh, that's right. We did bring that up, didn't we? And Chuck, <laughs> Chuck was like, Brandon will probably put helium in it and then the balloons would fall. <laughs> I forget. I forget. I'm, I'm getting up there. I'm forgetting everything. So anyway, please get your tickets. If you have not gotten your tickets. And then once you get your tickets, go to our Facebook page and say that you're going to the event. Because you can sign up, you know, just I mean just say that you're going. So you're not interested, but you're fucking going. Like all these people are interested. Well, if you're interested, buy tickets. Go see us. We want to see you. Please. We're doing everything we can here. All right. Did I miss anything for the party? Nate's gonna be here from Mexico, for God's sake. Woo! You know, if that's not a reason to go, I don't know what is. He doesn't get back very often. You get to see him. Everybody sure. from the network will be there. From what I'm told. Nikki D's gonna be there. Brandy's gonna be there. Lindsay's gonna be there. Um, hopefully. Yeah, hopefully. I don't know what the deal is lately with their podcast. I guess they are at the beach or something, but they didn't communicate shit with me. So I, I don't know what the fuck they're doing. You know, somebody said that they're like, I talked to her on Instagram. She said, they're going to be back. Fucking give me a heads up next time. Like Jesus, how hard is it to text me?
3: Just took two weeks off out of nowhere.
2: <laughs> like out of nowhere. I couldn't believe it. You know, I think in the podcast world, podcasters, at our level, you know, I'm not talking about the Rogan levels or stuff like that, but at our level, we might think that it's not a big deal if you miss, you know, it's like I do a podcast. It's no big deal, but we take this very, I take this very seriously. We take this very seriously and we promise content every day of the week. Um, Now, only the stuff that we can control our shows, you know, the Monday through Friday stuff or Monday through Saturday stuff. You know, but Brandon's always done a really good job and Brandon's got a fan base. Clues too have a fan base. They they people look forward to hearing your podcast on Sundays. There's no doubt about that.
3: You know, yeah, I like that. Thank you.
2: Yeah, it's great. And, and you guys do a great job. It's funny. I mean, it's it's a good offset of what we do, you know, in my style and, and the style of of what I do. So I think it's great. I think you're doing a great job. Um, you know, Brandy Lindsay, they have their own style. Nikki D, I wa- I'm going to push her to get back. I know she needs to partner up with somebody. To, to get back and, and doing the pod, you know, her own podcast because she's she's got something to offer as well. I'm talking with a few other possible sponsors about them doing podcasts um, on different things. So, you know, the 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 episode that we've added uh, with the fantasy football, the the fantasy replacements, me and Randy Cross, even though he bailed, see, he bailed on me, he bailed on me last week. You know, he last minute, you know, he said, Hey man, I can't do it because CBS has got me doing this and this and that. You can't argue with the guy. You know, but so I, I did a podcast by myself. I don't think I ever did a podcast by myself. It was actually a lot of fun. It was pretty good too. <laughs> nice. so, so if you're a subscriber, you can listen to that. And if you're not a subscriber, please become one. Uh, and check your emails. I've got numerous emails out to try to give away free tickets for podcast imports too. And nobody's responding back to me. So now I've got to go find new people. It's kind of a pain in the ass. I got other things to do than to hunt you down to try to give you free tickets to Podcast Imports too. Uh, all right, so I don't think I missed anything. Buy your tickets,
0: podcastthebs.com. One question with Brandon. Let's go, Brandon!
1: Let's go, Brandon! All right
3: there, B-Man Thrasher, a new sponsor. So go ahead and give me the read uh sparky's lawn care
4: ear, ear, ear,
3: remix studio sparks design by miss sparky meredith sparks created in 2018 she uh, uh she creates custom pet portraits to display or memorialize your furry family members so if they're dead you can get a uh you can get a, a portrait or if they're still alive you can get one too she does it in both ways uh they're based out of Ackworth and dallas but just ship it anywhere nationwide you know we got amazon and you know places like that if you want to check it out Find her on Facebook at Etsy. Look up Studio Sparks Designs. Studio Sparks Designs. Yeah, she needs a website. They need to get with Nate to get her a website. Yeah, her they phone didn't. number.
2: Yeah. no, Nobody calls. Nobody uses phone number. I, I tell all the clients that come on the show, there's some that want to use the phone numbers, and I can't argue with them. It's their money. Don't use phone numbers. People do not remember phone numbers. They remember websites, especially if they're clever. Give them a .com. Uh, that's, that's what they're going to use. I don't know. That's yeah, just unless like, it's 404 Fox duck. <laughs> yeah, that's right. It's unless it's our hotline. <laughs> All right. What's your one question?
3: Okay. Has the perfect crime ever been committed? Yeah. Has it? Yeah. D.B. Cooper. Uh, D. B. Oh, is that the guy that jumped out of the airplane? Yeah.
2: D.B. Cooper. Perfect crime. Never was caught.
3: And there's yeah, a They, l- they kind of know. They know he took the money, though, didn't they?
2: Uh yeah, but they don't know his, like D B Cooper's not they don't know if that's his real name. There's there's so much lore around that story. Have you ever watched any like docs on DB Cooper or anything on that before?
3: Uh, I've heard uh, about it, but I've never watched any documentaries.
2: It's fascinating. It, absolutely fascinating. There's so many different stories and nobody knows the truth. Uh and, and the guy was never found.
4: Yeah, but there oh shit. <laughs> there's the chance though that he died. So that would maybe possibly not be the perfect crime. And they found some of the money, so he didn't get away with all of the money. So I don't know if that would be considered per- That would be the almost perfect crime, though.
2: Well, no, it depends on if you... Okay, so if he died, they would have found a body. They never found a body. Uh, not necessarily. He jumped off in the, in the wilderness. Well, they, they saw where he landed. They, they figured out where he landed. So, I mean, if he died on impact, then he would have died in or around that area. So the, 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 I think they've ruled out that he died, and, and you're just trying to figure out, you know, where he went, who he is, and all that good stuff. There's one that I watched just recently, and this guy swears up and down that this dude was DB Cooper. He's like, lives in Florida, he owns like a boat place or something. And he waits for the guy to come out, and he's like, "Hey, man!" And he sets up an interview, and he finally sits down. You can tell he's nervous. He's like, "I need you to admit you're DB Cooper." Like, what are you talking about? No. just admit it. You know, he's got this like hidden pin camera and stuff. It's like all undercover. Like Jesus, dude, he's got all this research that brings him to this guy. Like that would be flattering. If somebody thought that I was somebody famous like that, I think that'd be kind of neat. Um, so yeah, that to answer your question, the only, the only, yes, this is my answer. My opinion. Yes. The perfect crime has been committed and it was DB Cooper. That's, that's, that's my answer.
4: Nate, Um, I don't know. I guess it depends on what you consider the perfect crime. Um, To me, a perfect crime would be getting away with it, getting everything you wanted and also not hurting anyone in the long run. Sure. Um, Like, uh, I don't know what it would be, but so, yeah, I don't know what it, I I don't know an example of one because there's always details that we don't know about. Like you could also say the, uh, um, the Alcatraz escape guys, but, we don't know for sure if they escaped or not. I mean, there's a lot of evidence saying both ways. Um, so yeah, I don't know if there's ever been one considered to be the perfect perfect crime.
2: Yeah, you're right, and that would be a crime because you escaped from jail. That's a crime. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you are committing crime as a criminal. Uh, yeah, I agree. I, I now to add to the I agree with you. And the perfect crime is not hurting someone. DB Cooper didn't hurt anyone. So I, I I agree that you know when you're that criminal that kill somebody or shoot you know the bank robber the dillingers of the world and stuff like that and they're glamorized as these 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 fantastic uh, bad guy villains type of thing they kill people that's not cool yeah. the the cool criminals are the ones that don't there's a lot of crimes that are committed even to this day now today you know you could dig into the perfect crime is internet crimes those happen all the time you'll never find those people they're in some yeah. internet cafe and India somewhere stealing millions of dollars of money. I feel like the perfect crime would also have to be something that you're not taking anything though,
4: because even if you're not hurting anyone, you're still hurting, like whoever you stole blank item from. They're still hurting. So even an internet crime, or if you're stealing jewels from a big bank or something, they're still out the money. So you're still kind of hurting people in the long run. Yeah. So, but but like like the escape from Alcatraz, you're not really. You're not taking something from somebody else and hurting them financially.
2: But it's still a crime.
4: Right. But uh, you're not hurting
2: anybody physically or yeah. financially. There there was not that long ago a big art theft
6: that, uh, like,
2: ridiculous amounts of money. And all these pieces of very expensive, rare artwork were stolen it was not in the United States, but they were stolen, and they have no clue. They, I don't think they ever caught the the people that did it. But to be able to pull that off, that's nuts, uh, you know. But then you got to the only problem with that you got to sell that stuff in the black market. You know, so yeah, that's that's how you get caught.
4: But then I guess you could also look at like, did like O. J. Simpson is that the perfect crime because he, let's say he did kill uh, th- those people. He got rid of the people he didn't want. He didn't get in trouble for it. And now he's out and he's, you know, uh, I mean, he's out and about and he's basically the same person he was before. He's on Twitter and people are praising him and think he's funny.
2: Mm -hmm. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So now you're starting talking about like the level of the crime. I mean, you could take anybody that's been accused of domestic abuse. Take Ray Rice, for example, the former running back for the Baltimore Ravens, right? Beats the shit out of his fiance in the elevator and all that stuff. and, He's out coaching high school football now. And he made his money in the NFL, but he's free and clear, and he's a former NFL player, right? He's not he's spending zero. To, Chris Brown Wait. spent a couple of months in jail, beat the shit out of Rihanna. That's a crime. When I mean, you beat somebody, especially a woman, right, it's a crime. He's fine, still making yeah. money. Maybe that's the perfect crime. I don't know. They answer your question? I'm going to stick with D.B. Cooper. That, that would be my answer, D.B. Cooper. As far as a big mainstream crime, that, that's the perfect crime.
3: And you're saying that, okay, cool, gotcha. So, yes. Yes.
2: Yes, I say yes. Nate's got a bunch of twisties and turds.
3: Yeah, I don't know.
4: But were like uh, John and Ramsey's parents, like if they killed her, yeah. they got away with it. Like if you get away with I, I, any murder, really, if you get away with murder and they never find the, or Jimmy Hoffa or something, the, they never figure out who did it. Kind of the
2: perfect crime, I guess. Was it the Hindenburg baby that was kidnapped? Never found out, you know, who took the kid, right? So, You got that too. All right. Uh, Is that good? You're satisfied?
1: I like it,
3: yes.
4: Oh, the Lindenberg baby. The Hindenburg is the the balloon. The
2: Zeppelin. (laughs) (laughs) You're confusing DB Cooper and jumping Uh, out of balloons. (laughs) DB Cooper, the damn Zeppelin, and the damn babies. I get it all confused. And 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 Magic Man's uh, place, the old uh, kinderbrook or whatever. Yes, <laughs> I get them yeah.
4: all. <laughs> Kinderhook. Uh,
2: so thanks to Studio Sparks Design, that is Andrew Sparks' wife's company. So she's she's taken over. So we appreciate it. Uh, All right, Nate, you got anything before we get out? If somebody wants to put your clothes in a pizza oven, say no.
3: Yes, absolutely, Brandon. Don't still change out the water fountain. Yep, there we go.
2: All right. Have yourself a great safe rest of your day. Get your tickets for podcast supports too, podcast As always, thanks for the support. Continue to like and share our content. If you don't, then we're dead in the water. But a lot of you do that, and we appreciate it. Also, make sure you're liking, following on all of our social media, including the YouTube. Subscribe there. There is tons and tons of new content on a daily basis that is put up there just for you. Let's make this happen, right? We're getting ready to get into a new year, and I'm very excited about it. PodcasttheBS.com. Talk to you soon. Bye.
0: Get off my lawn. It's old man Kevin, and the BS is done for right now.
1: Please share, like, and support. PodcasttheBS.com.
0: It's better than radio. Now, get out of here.